The cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. If it hadn't been for you, I would be now in someone else's digestion. You know there's something you should know, so I'm gonna tell you so. It's Bad Movie Month on the Cellcast. Don't sweat it. Forget it. Enjoy the show. Working all day, now it's time to unwind. Kick back, relax, take a load of your mind. <laughs> I'll be busting the moves and I'll be busting the rhymes. We'll be busting up laughing because it's party time. Everybody's feeling fine because it's party time. Party time. Party time. Everybody's feeling fine because it's party time. Party time. Party time. Party Welcome to another episode of the Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who, when it comes to animated Titanic movies, he prefers the one with the wrapping dog in it. Welcome, Jacob. Why, well, you're welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Why, thank you. Let me use our co-host. A man who... Why did he have to convince this giant octopus to throw a iceberg? Welcome, Drew. How else were we going to get the Titanic to run into a giant block of ice? I don't know if history runs its course. I mean, I'm agreeing <laughs> with this. So anyway, also joining us tonight is a man who's probably convinced we forced him to review this movie as revenge, as a form of revenge for making us review Skull Island. Welcome, Nathan. <laughs> I am still not convinced otherwise. <laughs> And neither is Jimmy, and you don't want to screw with Jimmy, who miraculously survived the infamous war in space, and he's an Air Force man. Right, he right drop bombs right. on you or something because that's. Yeah, terrible. I recently, I recently saw one of his movies because I recently watched uh, that Gamera one. He, he, that's based on him. Oh, Gamera versus Virus. Yeah, that was a trip. <laughs> one of his finest moments, apparently. So. Indeed. <laughs> So, yeah, it's Bad Movie Month, which, which while it's fun to listen to, (laughs) torture to watch, at the very least, it gives us plenty of perspective when we get back to the good stuff. True. To, to, well, to enjoy and, and the blessings it, of good movies. <laughs> yes, and there is a reason why the kaiju guy is on here. Yes. Technically, there is. Yeah. And is it a kraken? Technically, no, it's no. an octopus. Octopus. Kraken. It's a very giant octopus. Yeah, oh. there's technically a kaiju in this, and it's it, well, it's an Italian movie made in North Korea. Yes. No Somehow. wonder it's an instrument of torture. <laughs> I should know. I just spent a. I, I just spent several months wrangling escaped kaiju in both of the Koreas. And let me tell you, the hot minute we were in North Korea, oh boy. Right. I think there's still a warrant out for my arrest and Jimmy's. Oh, fun! So yeah, because we'll North, Korea North Korea has the oh. dumbest laws in the world. Anyway. By the, oh, fun fact, sarcasm. I learned the hard way. Is outlawed in North Korea. How fun! Because hmm. Kim Jong Un is a petulant child has been put in charge of our country. Uh, Dila just said, uh, "I bet that worked real well with Jimmy." <laughs> He's not the one who got shot at. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. okay. Nice. I bet you had to patch a few holes in the uh, 
in, in your in your ship there. Uh, mm-hmm. That's after North Korea's most famous kaiju tried to eat it. Ah, Ooh, okay. so yeah, you had lots of fun with that. Yeah, num, num, yep. literally, like. literally. He has a thing for iron, and then discovered that well, Ubermoger is made out of something uh, a little more exotic. Ah, mm. space iron. Uh, space titanium, sir. Oh, my <laughs> I don't know. There's probably some space titanium in there somewhere. Ask Jimmy. He put the thing together. I'm sure. Explain it to us after the show, okay? Yeah. Yeah. On that note, why don't we go ahead and hit our spoiler-free section of our review for this film. Certified fresh and spoiler-free. I'm sorry, guys. This is my fault. I put this movie on the list. Thank you very much. And the only reason I even knew about it was because of Nostalgia Critic. Because I ran Uh, into that one we reviewed last time, the Titanic the legend goes on and uh, i found out there was another movie it's like oh let's see how bad this review is oh, oh this is bad enough my. this would be a fun one to review mm-hmm. no. <laughs> might be a fun one to talk about but uh no clearly like, this the, was harder to watch than food fight You're not clearly kidding. this was yes. a movie made by fascists and north korean dictators so communists yeah yes Fascists and communists. By their powers combined. This was torture. <laughs> yes. Pure torture. But uh, yes, I, this was actually, this is, of course, my first viewing, even though I kind of knew what was going to happen. I, I, I just did not know what was going to come in between the points Nostalgia Critic had it actually See, showed. I saw the Nostalgia Critic mm-hmm. review that was a long time ago. I had kind of forgotten about it. And so I had a vague recollection of what was going to happen in it. But then W.T. Henshin uh, <laughs> 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 Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Oh, I know why. You brought me on because we have a, a gigantic over-muscled octo-child. Yes. <laughs> True. And we thought it was an octo-kitty. <laughs> no, this is an octopuppy. Octopuppy, that's what it is, Octopuppy. It's kind of puppy-faced. Yeah, it's got a puppy face. Except it's a big, stupid octopus. Yeah, except it's his fault. It's his fault that the Titanic sank, which I reject wholesale. We all know Godzilla is the one who was responsible because of time travel That's very fair. (laughs) Or maybe it was Titanicus from Titanic Creations. Maybe? Yeah, there's a lot of different stories, but I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with Godzilla. The only thing I'm sure of is that it wasn't Gamera. No, Gamera wouldn't sink a ship like that. That's too big of a jerk move for Gamera. True. So, yeah. Jagu, I think you're the only one who hasn't given his thoughts on this no, thing yet. No, I haven't yet. Uh, again, my first time watching it. I get hearing it's like, oh, it's a sequel to this or a prequel, whatever. It has. Uh, this sequel. was actually the first one because the That's one we right, reviewed, the, first one. the one we reviewed last year, yeah, is technically a mockbuster of this film, which is what? So, yeah, it's a mockbuster, yes, and it's more respectful. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Back the doomed ocean liners up here. <laughs> the legend goes on. Yes, yes. It's a mockbuster of this, which is yes, practically, yes. Which a, is mockbuster practically a mockbuster made of by Titanic. fascists and communists. 
for the James Cameron movie. I'm not letting that go, guys. North freaking Korea. <laughs> and, oh my which then spawned a sequel and a television show. Yes, it's yes. a franchise. How? We don't how? know. So and we're, was... and we're gonna have to review the next one next year. Oh. You know, just oh no, and you're gonna. I don't. I, I don't know. Dog at this point. I, I mean, Jacob and me will have to do it. Whether yes. or not you come along is your own business. Peril. Well, if you ask me nicely, and I mean, admittedly, me, the sequel uh, can't be too disrespectful of history, can it? Uh, Maybe the the sequel involves. Mer Atlantis. people in Atlantis in while they're Mermaids. trying to search for the Titanic in a bathosphere in 1950. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much. It's a thing. If Aquaman, if, although if Aquaman makes a cameo, I might forget. Oh, that him. would be epic. That I don't. Be, I okay. don't think he does. But Jason Momoa doesn't make a cameo. <laughs> he ought to <laughs> make the movie better at least. Dude, I can't. I haven't watched that one yet for yeah. obvious reasons. But if Godzilla doesn't come through and just chomp down on a bunch of those guys, I mean, they're just not following the rules here. Rules? There are rules. Miss, we have rules? rules. Yeah, it's what a rules? giant missed opportunity of kaiju proportions. True. There you go. Right. <laughs> but it, yeah, yeah good. First time watching this film. Uh, I was going to post the video on Monday, but I forgot to. Surprise, surprise. EDD got in the way. Among other things. Among other things, of course. So I'm sitting there the first like minute and a half, three minutes. I'm thinking like, pause. What the crap is going on here? It's pause during the mice part. Yes. When there, it's just the it's revisionist setting, setting up the story. Yeah. It's like, oh, because that like, means this, you pause the minute the old mouse said, oh, nobody died. That was all just a big misunderstanding. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That that was all like, wait a minute. I had to do a, a recording. Uh, Sally and I put it up. I'll put it up to you guys later. But or oh lack my goodness. I kept thinking, uh, it was like, this is going to be a train wreck beyond belief. And I was like, you know what? You know, we're reviewing it. Give it an open mind. Let's watch and try to enjoy it. You got to at least get through the film. Then you can get I, mad at uh, it. Yeah. I, I, when, I looked the, when I looked this movie up on Wikipedia, there was this actually kind of hilarious little excerpt from, from a review of it where it was a Tim Brayton of alternate ending. I have no idea who he is or what that is, but he gave it a 0.5 out of 5 saying, a giddy so bad it's the most essential movie I've ever seen. Disaster of tasteless incompetence. Yes, I read that too. I did not see that, but wow. I'm not sure I agree. <laughs> oh my word! But so, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, what I watched it, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Be like the 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 history nerd in me. The, the the history nerd of Titanic, one of my first real historical mm -hmm. geek outs besides Texas history. I was like, what the flamingo? What the heck? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the world is going on? And like, as the movie rolls and rolls and rolls, I'm like, wait a minute, you just killed everybody. I'm not saying anything. No, uh, I'm not spoilers. saying anything. I'm not spoiling spoilers. 
But then That's again, but then again, there were people who I heard stories about people going to see the James Cameron movie and being surprised the boat sank. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> a, a, fr a friend of mine went to the went to the, went to the one of the showings with this friend, and a bunch of teenage girls in front of him are be like just sitting there talking about it. it's an historical event. It happened in 1912. And then all of a sudden, be like, he mentions, oh, yeah, the boat sank. And with, without a blink, this teenage girl rolls around and be like, gee, thanks for spoiling it. I'm like, did you not read history? Uh, apparently, millennials didn't pay, apparently, millennials didn't pay attention in history apparently. class. So I guess the, uh, the Zoomers, you know, we got one thing in common with the Zoomers. I would not recommend this movie to anybody. If you're an historical historical uh, amateur historian like I am, what avoid this like the Justinian plague? Run <laughs> movie like animated movie. What be like? It's got good this and this and this, but other it's trash. We will get to that in a minute because I think all of us can agree this is not something you watch for fun. No, unless, it's not no. unless you're in a group of people who no. want to laugh at that uh, stuff. You, yes. I, I think I think Jimmy had to perform cpr on me once because i had a heart attack watching this because of the historical inaccuracies yes we know you hate time travel and this is why blames everything on time travel guys was there time travel in this yeah he's saying like all the historical inaccuracies are due oh, yeah, to time yeah, travel yeah, yeah. shenanigans but that's what he says about everything and sometimes yes. jimmy i think you are a time travel shenanigan Calm the heck down. Jeez. <laughs> now you've anyway, got the foul yes. language here. This is a family show. Are y'all ready to jump into the full spoiler-filled part of this review? See? All right. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the film The Legend of the Titanic, an animated classic. Listener discretion is advised. Classic. My what my, my BS sense was tingling movie. so much. Like, did, did you guys watch this on Tubi? I think we all yes, watched this yes, on Tubi, right? Place I could find all right, it. All right. I, I would just like to tell everybody this. This is the false advertising that is on Tubi. All right. All right. Far it away. says it, it first. It, it has the audacity to have the subtitle that you mentioned, an animated mm -hmm. classic. This is the description, the official description on Tubi. Whoever mm. writes these things for Tubi, I, I don't know if he needs to be shoved out an airlock or given an award. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> he says, it says, and I quote, come aboard the Titanic in this high quality animated feature for your kids and family. There is a love triangle, a few wicked characters, and a few mice along for the ride. Really? Anywho, that guy, I better have gotten a bonus did you for see, that. Did much, you see that, that guy spin? Did you see that, guys? I, I think my brain exploded and it took me a second to reconstitute it because I could only handle so much BS at once. Right. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh, David Gardner in the uh, in the chat says maybe he writes for the Monster Island Board of Directors. <laughs> you know, this sounds like Board of Directors 
<laughs> propaganda to me. I would be totally, I would be, I, I bet this is. God help me if they mandate that this has to be added to the film vault on the island because there's technically a kaiju. By the way, Tentacles is not on the island. We have no I, idea I where figure, that, where I, that over-muscled octo child is. You would think. <laughs> Some, wherever the stupid thing was. Somewhere in the northern Atlantic, trying Atlantic? to hide away. You, you, you know what? Right. I don't think he is okay, near okay. We're, we're getting in, We're getting into things, but I'm just saying this thing doesn't have a clear sense of history. I'm also doubting its its geography knowledge. I'm just saying. True. True. But anyway, let's get into it. Yeah. This movie was written and directed by Orlando Cor- Cor- Karate. Karate? Karate. C O R R A D I. Like karate. Like the kid? I guess. <laughs> and he also directed 52 episodes of a television show called Sissy the Young Empress. Okay. It was also directed by. <laughs> what, what is that? Uh, like an Italian magical girl show or I something? Guess. Who knows, man? I don't know. <laughs> I'll ask my pseudo sister. <laughs> Sailor Pasta. I don't know. <laughs> Sailor, pa- Sailor Pasta. <laughs> you are one to talk about racism, okay? Did you watch this movie? <laughs> hey, that, oh that mouse clearly said he wasn't racist. <laughs> Speaking of racism. Oh, my God. Because we wanted to have a love square. <laughs> it was also directed by... Kim Jun, sorry, Kim J Oak, Oak, okay, it's how it's spelled. Kim J Oak. I'm guessing on that pronunciation. He's the communist. <laughs> well, he directed something called Simba Junior and the Football World Cup. Yes, I've read Not about football, that. I'm football. pretty sure it's a Kim Jong Il production. <laughs> Would not be surprised. This is 1999. He was in charge. It was also written by Clelia Castaldo, Loris Piotta, and Ted Russoff. Ted Russoff is the one who wrote the English version of this. Ah. So, yeah, there was so a is he, but, we, but is he a fascist or a communist? I need this as uh, worse. He's a capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Oh, oh! <laughs> Getting into the cast. Gregory... Italian or American? Oh, this is the English. English cast. It did. I looked to see if it gave an Italian cast, and if it did, I couldn't figure out which ones it was. Well, so, I this has. I went. I went. It to says Wikipedia. original version on uh, on Wikipedia. Yeah. I went to Wikipedia and got the English voice cast names, yeah. and then that's what I pulled from IMDb to get the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Just like I sometimes have to do with anime. So, right. it is what it is. Yeah. If you found Kingdom Hearts connections... Oh. <laughs> Let's get there when we get there. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh! There are some. Hold your horses. Gregory Snegoff. Snegoff. <laughs> this guy's last name. Snegoff. He played Saltivers, Smiley, Mr. Ice, Mouse Captain, and Additional Mice. Hmm. Oh, and he played something, some a character named Coco Bill in Coco Bill. 
yeah, something he was, he, yeah, anyway, he was also Fritz in Titanic. The legend goes on. Oh, no, there's a connection to this thing. <laughs> oh, there's a couple. Oh, yeah, yeah, apparently, he, apparently, he does a lot of voiceovers for anime. Oh, fair enough. Francis Pardalian was the voice of Don Juan. And he played a character named Prince Farhat in Farhat, the Prince of the Desert. Flat hat. Okay. That's what I'm guessing. Jane Alexander was the voice of uh, Elizabeth Camden, Tentacles, and the grandchildren. He was the voice director for whatever Coco Bill is. Okay, you keep bringing it up. Now I'm going to figure it out. Like she was the voice director for whatever Coco Bill is. Anna Mazzotti was the voice of Ronnie, Stella, the Dolphins, and Additional Mice. And she played Zilpa in a uh, adaptation of uh, Joseph in the uh, in, in the Amazing t- uh, in his dream coat, you know, from the Bible. Yes. For some reason, I only put Joseph, and now I feel bad. Anyway, Sean Patrick Lovett played Top Connors, Camembert, Jeffries, Don Juan's friend, and the horse. And this is his only credit. Okay. On all of IMDb. Okay. Coco Bill is a Western. Based on a book character named Coco Bill. I will take your word for that. Yeah, ran from 2000, 2004, 104 episodes. I think that's probably why I chose that, because it's like I looked at it and go, oh, this is what you're most well known for. Yeah. And I've never even heard of this thing. So. Yeah. It it looks like it was it's an Italian show. Uh, That's not a surprise. Teresa Pascarelli was the voice of Rachel and the Dolphins. And she played Pocahontas in Pocahontas, Princess of the American Indians. Yes. By the way, people, we're talking about talking animals in a Titanic movie. Mm -hmm. Fred Von Kuglagen was the voice of Captain Edward J. Smith. An and actual he the, historical figure. I might and ask. he was the voice director on Titanic. The legend goes on. <laughs> Last but not least, John Stone played Mr. Cray. And I'm not kidding with this particular credit type name. The shark with Tourette syndrome. What? What? <laughs> I did not hear one shark in this whole movie have Tourette. Did I miss it? I, I uh, don't know. Jacob, Jacob, as the resident Tourette's expert. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. Did you happen to diagnose any of the sharks? <laughs> Quite, yes. Uh, I was like, no. I, I'll, be like, I'll be like, Tourette's shark? I don't remember a Tourette's shark sounds like one of those bad random shark movies that used to come across at video stores. And now we're on like, like they just throw all of them onto Tubi now. Right. All it is, is it's a shark that just randomly shouts profanities or barks like a dog right before it eats you. So it's like, nah, 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 dang it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, he this John Stone, he was Mr. Benson in the killing of Angel Street. Ooh. Not the killing on Angel Street, the killing of. So he must have killed the whole street. Wait, exactly. wait, 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 wait. Maybe it's the name of a woman or man for that matter, because apparently Angel is a unisex name. A, a name of a person named Angel Street. Well, it was just Mr. like Benson. The, yeah, it's just like the the school I went to, the college I went to, there was actually a girl's dorm that was called Bethany Hall. And I'm like, I want there to be an actual student here named Bethany Hall just to make jokes about living inside of her. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> That's not and, how I meant it. But go ahead. You went there. You went there. Yes. Dirty minds, all of you. Kingdom Hearts Connections. <laughs> I want y'all to guess how many. Four. Two. Hey, you're both wrong. What? I said, yeah, you said you're both wrong. Yeah, one. He changed his guess. Yeah, he went to one after I said he was wrong. Yeah. What are you guessing? Or you want to guess again? Uh, Three. You're still both wrong. What? The answer? Higher or low? Zero. You got it, Nate. There's it no is. Kingdom Hearts oh connection. You found a movie with zero Kingdom Hearts connections. Actually, this isn't the first time. No, it's not. But... but this was the first time I was like, please, Lord, let there not be one. <laughs> the he has answered my words. prayers. <laughs> I'm just thinking like 20, you know, 20. Four years ago, God's like, I'm going to get a prayer from a nerd in Texas. <laughs> now, there, now there should be no Kingdom Hearts connections in this movie. And I'm going to make sure that happens. Dang it. Uh, so, Jacob, what do we have an info and stuff? Uh, so Fascist and communist. We get it. Yes. All right. So on IMDb, it has a rating of 1.4 out of 10. That high? Yeah, that I'm high. I'm surprised. <laughs> it's not a negative. It's still just a 1.4. How does that compare to the other one, the Mockbuster? I don't remember. I think it was slightly better, but it's not by sli much. Slightly better. Okay, I'm going to find out. Made it a little better of a movie. I must find out. And there, and there again, the poor animals on this boat. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah, along with the ge geese from Aristocats. Oh my! Oh god. my gosh! What did you wait? wait. No, that's a wait. I think that's it's a, a one point four. Yeah, wait. I, I was looking at the wrong. Oh, oh! The legend goes on is higher by a whole tenth of a point. What? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I will tell you, it the gets, other movie is gets, far better. It gets a tenth of a point higher for the anachronistic rapping dog. Let's be That's exactly what it is. Here we go. It's got this little bit of a bump, a little bit. All right, so watch. You can watch it on Tubi TV. Uh, it's free. Why? Watch. Be like, I wouldn't recommend going watching this film, but if you want to watch it, it's for free. I believe you can also rent it off of YouTube. Yeah, you can. Why would for you? For like a buck ninety nine. Again, why? <laughs> Who would want to rent this? I have go, no idea. Go watch it on Tubi. You know, go if you must. If, if you must, be like, get a. You a, can. A uh, you friend. can also. You can also yeah. watch it for free on Sling TV. 
and uh -huh. voodoo True. and you can pay no you can own it for the low low price of six dollars and 69 cents on google play Too and much. on yeah, amazon prime i didn't pay that much for the dvd of food fight so <laughs> and i'm sure oh, oh let's find out how i keep talking i'm gonna find out the dvd price for this oh my gosh for this I, I will tell you my price for food fight was 2.99 <laughs> All right, and so you still felt wise, like you overpaid. I did. <laughs> yes. Production wise was S E K Studio Studio, I T B Spain, Hollywood. Not kidding. Hollywood Game Productions, United States. Mo uh, Mudu Television. By the way, S E C. Those are the commies. Yeah, I, I imagine the K stands for Korea. Yeah, I imagine. All right, so distribution was by oh, oh wait no no that's that's to stream it okay, never mind I thought I found it anyway. Ah. Uh, distribution by Mo uh, Moto TV. Release date. Uh, granted, it's only give me the release date for in Italy. Was on April seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine. That's still around the time the Titanic craze was going on. So yeah, it was. And this is a blatant ripoff of James Cameron's what I understand a masterpiece. I have not seen Titanic yet. Okay. I am incredibly confused because this also lists a movie with that has a suspiciously similar cover and character designs from 2014 called in search of the Titanic an animated classic. That's the sequel. Oh, that's the one in Atlantis. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Where the king of Atlantis looks like a dark lord of the Sith. <laughs> that automatically gives it a tenth of a point more. <laughs> yes. And so, speaking of sequels, the only thing I'd be like, there's no box office trivia at all. There's no, like, uh, box office dates. There's no home release. No nothing. You can't find the stuff on this. Be like, by the way, did you find anything that you can buy, actually buy this 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 uh, train? Other than movie? buying a digital version, I can't find a DVD wow, of okay. this thing. Nothing. I, I know on the uh, nostalgia critic, he actually had a physical copy of this thing. Wow. You well, I found what I'm sure it, it's like one of those print on demand. Well, no, no, no. This is a completely. This is a different movie, and it's a it's a region two DVD, and oh. it oh well, it that's... costs twenty seven dollars, but it's not this movie. Okay, makes region sense. two though. That's at Japan. least yeah. at least I think that it's yeah. It looks really anime ish. So that's got to be it's got to be different. It's got to be something else. Yeah, it's got to be something so, else. It, it's an anime mockbuster. Yeah. So the, the only bit like of information I have, I have left over this film is that as a sequel, In Search of Titanic came out in 2004. And apparently a TV series. And apparently a TV series! I don't what understand. I don't understand the TV series. My doggy brain is going, Poof, what the heck? I mean, I yeah, I, I, for the life of for the life of me, I cannot find out if there's a if the physical copy of this is available. <laughs> I mean, I understand why Land Before Time has a sequel TV series because they were just that series was apparently just printing money. Mm -hmm. But still. Anyway, you ready for the summary? Yes. Okay, here we go. Strap in, people. It's going to be a bumpy ride. In modern day New York City, 1999, an old mouse named Connors tells his grandchildren the 
supposedly true story of the RMS Titanic. I want to after, go mouse now. <laughs> after discouraging one of his grandchildren from playing with a shark whistle. Oh my gosh, that stupid shark whistle. In ah. April 1912, Connors was a young sailor mouse on the Titanic's main voyage from Southampton to New York. He is in charge of taking account of the mice who are making the trip through various maritime protocols. A young mouse from Recliffe, Brazil, named Ronnie, who enjoys playing soccer, befriends Connors, who falls in love with Ronnie's sister, Stella. Meanwhile, a rich aristocratic woman named Elizabeth, her family, include, which includes her father, the Duke of Camden, and a young Romani Spanish man named Don Juan, who also falls in love with Elizabeth, following Smiley taking her glove and passing it to him, board the Titanic, which immediately sets off. Connors and Ronnie learn all about what's going on with Elizabeth by their observations during the trips through the ship's ventilation system. And we learn that, uh, uh, what's his name? Ronnie is not racist. <laughs> they are appalled by the way Elizabeth is being treated badly with her family insisting she marries a whaling mogul named Everard Mile Travers and decides to help her. When Elizabeth goes to the bow of the ship that night, some dolphins begin communicating with her, explaining its possibility through magic moonbeams, catching her tears as they fall into the water. Which makes no sense. <laughs> they tell her of a conspiracy by her fiancé, Mal Travers, as he wishes to marry her just to get permission from her father to have global access to the oceans for his whaling operations. Mal Travers' manservant, Jeffries, in, is ordered to spy on Elizabeth's activity, activities and uses the same whistle from the present story at the stern of the ship to call a jail attire wearing shark named Mr. Ice, we asking him to arrange the destruction sharks. of the ship. We have gangster sharks. Someone saw West Side Story and took it too literally. <laughs> Elizabeth tells her father that she wants to marry Juan, and he agrees. Yeah, go listen to Elsa for why that's a bad idea. Exactly. Having failed to achieve their wedding plan, Elizabeth's stepmother and Mal Travers decides to resort to drastic measures. They decide to hold Elizabeth's father up at gunpoint, force him to sign the whaling concession, and tie him up. Meanwhile, well, but Mr. wasn't this after they said, we're going to sink this ship? Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Mr. Ice and the gang of sharks prepares to sink the Titanic. Jeffries asks the radio man to send an urgent wire from Maltravers to the, his whaling ships by telegraph, but the mice chew apart the wires to stop it from being sent. Ice and his gang dum, of dum, sharks dum, 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 dum. fools a giant octopus named Tentacles into heaving an iceberg to the surface of the ocean. The Titanic crashes into the iceberg, during which Maltravers and his entourage flee the ship in a lifeboat. In order to fix the telegraph wires, the mice enlist the help of a French mouse named Camembert, who insists that they tie the wires to his mustache, seemingly electrocuting him to death. Such adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth and Juan manage to save her father and escort him to a lifeboat, but don't get in themselves. Suddenly, several whales and dolphins arrive to help with the rescue. 
while a guilt-ridden but determined tentacle tries to hold the bow and stern together as they are splitting apart and keeping the ship on the surface for as long as possible. Elizabeth, Juan, Connors, Ronnie, and Smiley jump off the Titanic and somehow survive into the sea and are saved by a whale. Once everyone on the ship has been saved, yes, you heard me right, the Titanic finally sinks, taking tentacles with it and seemingly crushing him. In the morning, the passengers are taken on board. He's an octopus. I know. I'm just reading what it says. <laughs> also, that water is maybe two degrees above freezing. Maybe. Yeah. In the morning, in the morning, the passengers are taken aboard the RMS Carpathia. The said ship arrives in New Nikolai York. Nikolai Carpathia. And yeah, disembarks the passengers. That's a deep cut. Yeah. Yes, it is. Elizabeth and Juan are married, as are Connors and Stella. It is revealed that Tentacles and Camembert have somehow actually both survived. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> celebrates. Everyone celebrates at the Brooklyn Bridge, congratulating Tentacles for saving everybody. The film ends with old Connors and Stella back in modern-day New York and Connors telling his grandchildren the whales are still hunted and that they must do whatever they can to stop the whaling scheme at all costs. Stella because the film. moral of the story, kids, is save the whales. Oh, hang on, I ain't done yet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stella ends off the film by telling her grandchildren... Your grandfather loves to tell stories, but like all sailors, you shouldn't take them too seriously. Well, we just lied to for an hour and a half! <laughs> was this a whale of a tail? <laughs> Opinions. Are you ready opinions. for the trivia? I felt to the brim with opinions. Before you get to your opinions, <laughs> we got trivia still. Yes, we do. We know the movie was made by fascists and communists. Moving on. We know that part. <laughs> this There is a common misconception about the film being called the other animated Titanic movie due to another animated movie about the Titanic disaster titled Titanic. The legend goes on in 2000. Many, yeah, this internet, isn't confusing at all. Many <laughs> internet reviewers, including channel awesome, AKA the nostalgia critic have made this mistake to clear things up. This movie came out a year before the legend goes on making the latter a mockbuster to a mockbuster. Sure. This is Mockbuster Inception. <laughs> this movie was probably... Wait, but wait, but wait, it's a Mockbuster that spawned a franchise that then had a Mockbuster. Did the Mockbuster get... get no, sales? it only got the one movie. Oh, okay. Which is, of course, it only got the one movie. It was the better film. <laughs> that is the sad part. I, I love the way this piece of trivia begins. This was probably inspired by James Cameron's blockbuster movie, Titanic. Scene for scene recreation. Come on here. There are many similarities between the two. No. Think, such as the main plot line of a rich first class woman who breaks up with her rich fiance, whom she doesn't love in order to be with a man traveling in third class on the ship and both feature theme songs, which play during the end credits and their instrumental version, which plays during key moments of the film. These theme songs are My Heart Will Go On in Cameron's film and Ocean Dreams in this film. 
ocean dreams. That sounds too much like ocean waves. And we all know how I felt about that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got really annoyed with that. Uh, with my heart will go on. I'm still not a big fan of it. I think it should be banned from weddings, but I'll still take it over this. <laughs> I got one last one. Go for it. There's more. But this... wait, there's more, and you don't want it. <laughs> this film is controversial. You think? You think? In the eyes think? of many people, due to the fact that it changes the historic story of the Titanic by saying no one died on the voyage, even though over 1,503 people had died in real life during the voyage. The creators of the film changed the event up for this story to put an anti-whaling message in their film. However, it was met with much deserved backlash. Or blame North Korea. You're not wrong. <laughs> so, I'll, I will one. be nice to the Italians because they gave us modern civilization and pizza. True. And the Godfather. So, what good has the has North Korea ever given us? <laughs> anyway, yes. <laughs> So here becomes the hardest part of tonight. Yes. Coming up with likes for this film. Yes. <laughs> uh, Nate, do you have any? Likes? Yeah, I'm likes, one, likes, please. Like, uh, 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 it, it, Jimmy, 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 can you, can you give me the notes I, I jotted down while I was w watching this? Okay, okay, let me see. Let me, let me flip through this a little bit here. Let me... Oh, 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 oh I, I, okay, I found one, I found one, I found one. I, did tentacles is a kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason Nate was on the show was... Tentacles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Tentacles, tentacles is a kaiju, and my joke is not working. <laughs> unfortunately, I just wrote on the back of every single page this movie sucks, and unfortunately, it's not showing up on here. <laughs> <It's, laughs> Streamyard oh, has defeated my joke because I uh, needed to have a green yes. screen. Yes. Anyway, yes. Tentac tentacles is technically a kaiju. He's an abnormally large octopi. He's still a child. Yes. Who's apparently an overmuscled child who throws icebergs and he can For talk fun. and he can hold ships together and he's abnormally intelligent. So, yes, he fits the definition of kaiju. Congratulations, movie. You have justified me appearing on the cell cast for this movie. Okay, Jacob. <laughs> My my first like and my only like of this film is the animation is good in certain parts. Yeah, let's say in certain parts. In certain parts. Oh, it's far better than Titanic. The legend goes on. That animation garbage. Well, I mean, they literally stole all their designs from other things. That is true. <laughs> that is true. The animation in this movie is done very well in certain parts of the film. It is be like it is. Be like it's got a little bit of you know, it's got it's fluid in some cases. I'm not saying all the time, but animation wise, I give it props for animation in some cases. In other cases, like what the what were you thinking? We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Trust me, we'll get there. Sure. My only like for this film, here we go, is actually character designs. 
fair. For the most part, the character designs are very well done. They would have been great for a storybook. <laughs> Anim animated is another matter entirely. Fair. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of times when I had to pause the movie. I looked up and go, oh, that's actually not a bad illustration. I had to pause this movie multiple times. Yeah. So I, I just want to pause right here. Uh, can you click on uh, Paladin Pirates last uh, uh... five minutes of likes, two hour dislikes? <laughs> Welcome to Bad Movie Month. Exactly. Oh my God. Uh, do we have any other likes before we start ripping this uh, film a new one? I strained really hard for more. <laughs> strained? No, I didn't. And it's the and it's the only and it's really the only the kinds of things that I would probably point out. Which, going off of your far too generous praise of the animation, I said, well, at least the ballroom dancing looks right because I actually know how to ballroom dance. And whenever I see ballroom right. dance scenes in movies now, I'm always like, are they doing it right? No, they're not. Actually, in this one, they were technically doing it correctly, and I was mildly astonished. Yes. Mildly they astonished. can do something right. Yes, they can. They can do something right. Does anyone have any more? Because I do have one more. Oh, I wow. don't. No, I don't either. Okay, okay. The iceberg is my new best friend because <laughs> it hit the dang ship and made stuff happen in the plot and got the movie over faster. Fair. See, here's the problem with likes for this one is that most of the ones I came up with were like, oh, this did it slightly better than the other film. You're not kidding. <laughs> At least this one, when the iceberg hit, they didn't repaint the same scene of the water flooding the uh, bowels of the ship five times in a row. Yes. I oh could have swore there is some animated Titanic movie out there where they get even more historically inaccurate and they don't even have the ship hit the dang iceberg. I, mm, that's a, I don't want to find out the name of that one because then we'll probably have to have review, to review it. it. So yeah, what's your is that all the that likes was it. we got? Yeah, that's that was it. it. Ballroom that's... dancing actually looks decent, and the iceberg is my new best friend. Okay, dislikes. Uh, out of oh, curiosity, calm down, Jimmy. Of, I'm kidding. Out of curiosity, is the fact that this movie completely is historically inaccurate on all our lists? Yes. It's I'm saving that one for last because I need time. Okay, we will come <laughs> back to that. Uh, Nathan, what are some of your other dislikes? How long you want to be here? <laughs> <laughs> Let me count. Try to limit uh, yourself to three okay, total. Okay, I am going to completely. Not counting the I am going to completely disagree with <laughs> Dogman Jacob here. The animation <laughs> in this is horrible. Okay. It is horrible. This is like anime made on with five dollars and a, a, a wad of pocket lint. I, this, if, if, I, is... if I can, if I can um, help my not help, but help. Uh, provide support. Yes, thank you for my co-host. He did say come on, come in on. some places he yeah, thought it was I will good. grant him that. But the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, like. It, people say that like some of the new cgi anime that comes out that that is stiff i'm like have you seen this movie this is 2d animation it's incredibly stiff the lip syncing makes oh, no sense in this and i put that at the feet of the animators because sometimes the characters are talking and lips are not moving yeah agreed 
And half the time, the English voices are not even trying to match no, lip flaps. We'll get to that too. But I'm just like, I was making so many dislikes that I just had to come up with umbrella terms for, you know, for all of them. But the, the animation is stiff. I thought some of the character designs were just wacky or boring. And it's not the good kind of wacky. And so they like these are storybook characters that are in the wrong movie. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and some of them I don't find to be very original. I, I'm just like, we get it. Blonde rich girl. Yay. I, I mean, I, I was to the point where I'm like, you know, she gets the she gets the power to talk to animals inexplicably through moonbeams. Someone give her a wand. She has some moon prism power going on, and Don Juan needs a mask. Well, I mean, he is wearing a tuxedo. Oh, my gosh. And a cape. Sailor Moon on the, the Titanic. Sailor, I will take Sailor Moon on the Titanic over this. It would be horribly historically inaccurate, but it would be infinitely more entertaining. Come no the kidding. frick on the sailor scouts fighting, uh, fighting I don't, a sea monster on the yes. Titanic. Godzilla. <laughs> Sign me up. It would be bunkers, but still more entertaining. This is one step away. We have magic moonbeams and a dude in a tuxedo with a cape. And a talking dog. A talking and a dog. talking dog. We just need a cat. There were two cats. They did not survive. Oh, my god! Oh, gosh. by the way, fact check. There were animals on the Titanic, and they yes. all died except for three dogs. Yes. And none of them were Dalmatians. No. The legend goes but, on. Yes. <laughs> But there were dogs, there were cats, there were chickens. Yeah. And chickens. other and it says and other birds and an unknown number of rats. And they all died except for three dogs. How do you know one of those rats didn't survive on a lifeboat? They probably got eaten. <laughs> it's too cold. I'd be like, I gotta do something. Oh, rat. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> I don't think the Carpathia took that long to get to. <laughs> it took to most of the morning. Yes, I just say this movie. This movie was so bad. I was doing simple research to point out how wrong it is. Well, we haven't got to historical inaccuracies yet. (laughs) We're getting there, Jacob. What is one of your dislikes? My gosh. Okay, so one of my dislikes of heavy dislikes on this movie. All right. So, um, the 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 brave. What is he? He's French mouse. The, the, I don't know. Okay, I don't, they, they can't. They got the ethnicities completely wrong in this too. The Brazilian okay. one does not sound like he's Brazilian. No, none of these accents sound right. <laughs> they don't. Okay, they don't. James Duhon is looking at the Scottish mouse and being like, "That's terrible, even for me, Lottie." <laughs> if you're referring to Camembert, he was supposed to be French. There we go, Camembert. He's supposed to be French. Right. I thought he was well, Scottish. He's so French. French. He's named after a French cheese. I'm assuming he's French. <laughs> so this is bear. the textbook definition of wandering accent. Yes. So <sighs> Cannon Bear, who shows up and just like he's in the scenes, he pops up. Me like, oh, we gotta reconnect the wire. The uh, 
the uh, telegraph wire, the telegraph wire to the manicor. Who they, like, wait, which that, the freaking mice chewed? They are responsible for people dying, but then they Thank conveniently you. make sure nobody dies, so the mice can't take any blame. No, no, y'all are missing the problem here. The problem isn't that Camembert was existed. It's the fact that he died and came back to life. Exactly. It's what I'm trying to get to. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's like he willingly sacrifices himself. You see, I mean, like, as you point well, out, uh, have you considered his, his nose is blinking? You see him die on screen. Have and you it's considered like, really touching moving scene? I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually touched by this terrible film. And then we get to the very end of the film and everybody's safe for some freaking reason. They would say, wait, I thought he got electrocuted. Oh, exactly. Oh, he, you know, you know, these old, these old, um, these old uh, sailing mice, they can survive anything. <laughs> 20,000 volts <laughs> through your have nose. You, I, hey, guys, guys, I just have one question. Have you considered our Lord and Savior, Camembert? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did not know we had French mouse Jesus. <laughs> You that is a meme right there, yes, French Mouse Jesus. Oh my god, I mean, that's you know, he's not bad right because there. he survived in the sun. <laughs> that is true, but oh my gosh, that, that, that one particular scene, that one particular scene is where Cannon Bear willingly sacrifices his life in order to get the uh, what is that, Michelle Telegraph. Telegraph. Yeah, the telegraph machine to work again, even though they freaking shoot through it. I would like to they know how. Uh, I would like to know different parts of that wiring system, exactly. and they only had to connect one up through his mustache. Yeah, I want to know work? what his mustache is made of that it can conduct electricity. Exactly. Exactly. It's like yeah, it's like a battery. It it's done. It didn't have enough batteries. It's gonna short. So, anyways, be like you have this amazing heartfelt point where Camembert gives of his life and you see him actually die, or at least it seems that he dies. It's so touching and so heartbreaking. And it's like, oh, that amazing scene. And then he comes back in the very end and just guts the entire thing. It's like, what the Hades are you doing? <laughs> you, you had this amazing scene. At least give the character at least a good death to where at least someone dies in this movie. Our Lord and Savior, Kevin Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, th that that scene, I mean, like it was touching, it was heartwarming, it it brought it it it, it literally just it 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 moved me in some ways. And then you see his stupid French French right? French I think name? he's French. Okay, he's named French. after a French cheese. I'm making a bad. We, uh, nobody knows he has a French yeah, exactly. name and, what, and a Scottish accent. He's European. The, yeah, European mouse shows up in the inn. Like, where the heck did you come European from? European mouse like, Jesus. Fried <laughs> You're the bells of the ship. You got fried. Why are you back? Oh yeah, the magic of friendship. No, this oh, wasn't the magic of friendship. This was the magic of black convenience. <laughs> and we can't let anybody die. It's for the children. Oh for the God. children. I know uh, one of my friends on the island is a robot powered by black convenience. I know black convenience when I see it. <laughs> like, it, it literally takes the best part of this film that this character willingly sacrifices himself in order to save everybody. Mice, they were already doing telegraphs the entire time so how in the world did that happen anyways so 
Ooh, yeah, let's let's not get to uh historical inaccuracies yet, but we'll get there. So yeah, Karen Bear's worthless sacrifice because he literally be like, oh, I could become fried cheese and then I come back magically at the very end of the movie. Thank fried you very much, Jesus. <laughs> what is yours, Drew? The 3D animation they use in this movie oh. looks like it was animated on a potato. Oh, oh, gosh. oh potato. the PS1 graphics. Dude, it's oh, not even Jesus. PS1. This is Star Fox SNES. Oh, my gosh. Star Fox <laughs> SNES looks better than this. Shadows yeah. and everything. Oh, good night. Oh. I have seen, I have seen indie Look. kaiju movies from several years after this with better CGI. Look, here's the thing. If it had just been shots of the ship and they hadn't tried to put people in it, I could let it go. But they put people in it, and they are literally flat textures that are standing up. They look like cardboard cutouts. Yes. And it's kind of okay on the shots where they're zooming in on the pilot's uh cabin pilot, pilot cabin that's not what that's called the bridge of the ship yes and you see the 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 guy at the helm and he's obviously cardboard cut up but they kept it at the right angle where it's like okay this looks okay that's oh great gosh. i can let it go nope until you get to the end of the film and they're in new york and everybody and their dog is one of these textures because they had to make all of new york in 3d and it's like it looked like a, a baseball stadium during COVID-19. Oh my gosh, that was a good one. That was good. <laughs> or the, the really bad knockoff CGI chandelier that <laughs> they stole from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, it couldn't render right. properly. Oh, and the church is not in much better shape either with all that. Oh, yeah, the it. church, oh. the, the Brooklyn Bridge. <sighs> so bad. It's like, guys. Toy Story already came out, and it looks a hundred times better than this five years ago. But, Drew, <laughs> is it better than MPR the movie? No. <laughs> no, because you wonder why? Because this is worse than the animation scene in The Adventures of Andre and Wally B from 1985, Pixar's first animated short film that was still, when it was still part of Lucas uh, Industrial Light and Magic and they were barely able to crank that thing out. Hot take. No, not really. It looks like garbage. <laughs> and here I've been sitting here saving the Rantmaster button for later. Oh, it's ain't Rantmaster yet. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh my gosh. Oh, Go my turn? Is it my turn again? Yes, it's your turn. turn. My turn again. This is the worst dub acting I have heard in a You're long, long time. And I've seen some awful. I should say I've heard some awful dubs. I mean, I you're worse than Leo the Lion. I watch oh, Tokusatsu martial arts movies and anime. I've heard terrible dubs. This, what even the heck? Everyone is phoning it in. They don't even... They, 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 they're not trying to match the lip movement. Sometimes I swear these characters have telepathy. <laughs> and they're talking without their mouths moving. And I'm like, what the frick is going on? The performances are weird. The accents make no sense. They're not actually accurate to the characters, if they're doing accents at all. 
I swear in the beginning, every single character's voiced by the same guy. <laughs> and by the way, all of those mice in the in the bookend story, they look like the unholy love children of Fievel Mouskowitz and Chuck E. Cheese. I want to know how that happened. I believe the guy's name you're talking about that voiced all those characters was Greg Snegnoff. Why does he suck? <laughs> He's supposed to be the Frank Welker of this movie, and he sucks. He phoned everything in. Everything. Okay, if you're going to do a bad dub, at least be entertaining, all right? I, at least be entertaining with it. I, I Listen to the dub for Godzilla versus Megalon. I swear it's like this, it's only like one guy doing everybody, but at least it's entertaining to listen to. Well, in his defense, the vid- the movie is just fun and entertaining to watch anyway, even though the story is kind of eh. <laughs> this, you, you know, if they had just decided, you know what, this movie is awful. We're just going to ham it up with this dub. It at least would have been kind of entertaining. Just and go we, nuts with it. I mean, yeah, uh, they what is it? Was it, the, it ghost stories? They should have done it like ghost stories. The anime ghost stories when they made the herbal anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so ghost they stories. just went bonkers. Yeah, the, the yeah, anime you're talking about is ghost stories. Yeah, that's why I say ghost stories. Yeah, yeah, like they said that it's it's terrible, so we're just gonna be goofy. Yeah, I've watched bits of that. I can't watch that whole show <laughs> because it's like there's it's it's messed up. Agreed. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You should have just hammed it up. Just, just go full. It, it's full of mites anyway. Just go full tilt cheese with it. All right. Uh, yes, they should have embraced the cheese because it would have been Gouda for them. Jacob. <laughs> so when we are introduced to our, our, uh, our lovely cast of characters in the beginning of this film, it, it is trying its darndest to emulate everything from James Cameron's Titanic. Every from shot angles to everything. Introduction to Elizabeth, a.k.a. Rose. Every single thing about this character is Rose. What I understand. But that's not what I'm referring to. So we get introduced to Don Juan. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Don Juan. He makes that, no He does. Okay, first off, that name is missing so for on the half nose the movie. And, yes. and is completely counter to to the literary source and he makes no sense i thought he was a gypsy but he's actually a spaniard i am so confused no no, no. he's a spaniard gypsy yeah because, because the, along with being the, the, i looked it up they <laughs> there are no spanish gypsies i'm i don't that doesn't matter they say he's from spain but they also say he's the prince of the gypsies yeah they say both so in the context of this film He's both. Well, I guess it's already thrown history to uh, you know the, the Titanic history out the window. So we'll just throw every uh, every other bit out too. Very true. History so, be darned in this movie. Yeah, we'll agreed. get there when we, we get, get there. there. <laughs> yeah, third like third dislikes are coming, people. So just brace for impact or <laughs> iceberg right ahead. <laughs> Tentacles got throwy. It's <laughs> your. I uh, the, the I, I still I still like the iceberg more than tentacles. The iceberg is my friend. <laughs> so, anyways, we like we, we get introduced to Don Juan, and he's dancing. It'd be like he sees Elizabeth in the be like clear shot. He can see her clear shot, and so he like sends like apparently uh, Smiley is not his dog. Apparently, 
Apparently, officially, he's finally, officially he's not his friend. He's just a friend, apparently. But he goes and this weaving of trying to get to Elizabeth is like it's a straight shot. Why are we doing all this? Most ridiculous padding. Thing. Yeah, I know it's padding. I know it's padding. It's stupid padding. It's stupid padding trying to introduce characters who mean nothing in the story. So we I would there. like to point out that this thing barely had enough story for 30 minutes, let alone 90. Agreed. Agreed. So be like, be like, you get Elizabeth with Smiley. The, the dog steals her glove, runs back to her his friend, gives him the glove. And what does Don Juan do? Smell it like a pervert. <laughs> Just at least it was a glove, and I'll leave it at that. Oh my gosh. And I was like, this is the most creepiest thing in the world. I'm like, really? This is supposed to be our, our lead hero character who's supposed to do this and he's smelling her glove? It's what, like, what, what, what hero crap? character? These, these characters, characters do no chemistry whatsoever. These, these characters do practically nothing the entire movie. Exactly. <laughs> the villains are slightly more proactive. Exactly. <laughs> At least they're it's doing like, things. The, yeah, exactly. the talking like, animals are the ones who do most of the work. And that that entire introduction to these characters is like, oh my gosh, I see this girl. I want to sniff her glove. (laughs) There's your episode title. There is your episode title right there. Right there. I must smell this girl's glove. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it just it it gives that like, oh, this is not gonna be good at all. And then you get this weird be like, it's like, oh, she doesn't want to be in love with, she's not in love with this creepy old guy, this creepy old, you oil, know, oil tycoon. Oh, oh, eye patch man, yeah, the exactly. most obviously yes. evil, evil guy yeah, ever. He's evil dude for evil yes. sake. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what they should have done? And this would have, this would have been stupid, but at least it would have been a nice callback. Shoot him. No, 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 no. So, so he first gets, he first becomes interested in her because the dog brings back the glove and he smells yeah. it. If they really, it would have been stupid, but at least maybe if like they meet for the first time or whatever, like in that stupid scene where they oh, finally gosh. get together, maybe he, well, she like gives him the other glove and he's like, Oh, it is you. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Reverse <laughs> Cinderella. Yeah. Reverse Cinderella. Where's my glove? Where's my... That would be an interesting plot. And then she's this like, here, have the other one. And so now she, now he has the complete pair and she's like, Oh, it smells the same. It must be you. <laughs> but yeah, this is the, the, the that would have at least been a decent example of writing. Still stupid and creepy, but at least a decent, a better, <laughs> slightly better example. I, and how these two characters fall in love with each other. It's like, because the stupid have mice. Have you never watched Disney movies? It's true love. And for some, be like, oh, our main character can speak to dolphins. Because she's she a Disney princess on the Titanic. <laughs> no, Disney princesses have more respect than this. Oh, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Oh, my gosh. She's a wannabe Disney princess on the Titanic. Agreed, and it's done terribly. She, she's like, she's like, and not even Dollar General Disney Princess. She's Dollar Tree Disney Princess. <laughs> but yeah, because the, like, the only the only store that's going to carry the DVD of this is Dollar Tree. <laughs> true, true. But oh my gosh, the 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 coupling of these two characters is most ridiculous. There's no chemistry between them whatsoever, except for like, oh, he's handsome, handsome. She's beautiful, of course. Me like, and then she, you got the bad villain, oh, her bad villain, villain fakes. I, and I love how the dad 
subtly it's just like you know what i just want you to be happy so you don't have to marry eye patch man even though you've clearly been arranged to marry eye patch man for months now i just want you to be happy oh i give you my blessing to marry a guy you met yesterday it's 19 1912 civilization <laughs> just saying this is me beyond belief. To quote Queen Elsa in the movie Frozen, you can't marry a man you just met. Agreed. <laughs> and the, the pairing of Don Juan and Elizabeth Swan. That name. Yeah. You don't, okay, if you're a Spanish gypsy parent, you only name your son Don Juan if you want to curse him to be a cad or just alone forever. Because even if he turns out a good dude, no woman will ever want to go near him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, the, the pairing of these two do not make any sense. The, 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 the point where they have their dancing and they're both coming at an angle when they're on a flat plane on the first promenade deck, that has more problems than anything else for me. But it's just like the, why are they coming at this angle when it's the flush of the promenade deck? It makes no sense. They're coming again, at angles, but it's a flat, flat screen. It's again, flat. I, it's on the promenade. Hashtag blame North Korea. <laughs> North Korea. <laughs> I blame the potato they animated this on. Oh, you're not kidding. But oh my gosh, it's so stupid. This the the characters' relationship is so stupid, and it's just like, oh, we fell in love because we had a dance. That was it. There's no be like. Frozen did better than this. Well, yeah, that was Disney. Yeah, that was Disney. I mean, like, I would hope they did better. Really, we I mean, like the the they're like be like, you know what I mean? Yes. But oh my, rough. He's about I to bark. He's about to bark. Yeah, he's feeling very rough now. I can. Yeah, tell. exactly. I need Mountain Doom gummy stat. I didn't bring it actually. <laughs> That's my lovely bride, uh, uh, fiancés. <laughs> yes, so that is my number two. The relationship in this movie is beyond belief. You're saying it's crap? It's yeah. It's 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 a uh, <laughs> it's crapzilla. Crapzilla. We don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> He's very stinky. Apparently. <laughs> Even Hedera's like, you smell bad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hedera's already disengaged from the rest of his body and it's flown off. <laughs> that is uh, my number two. Okay, my <laughs> second dislike for this film is the sound mixing for this thing. Oh, Ladies man. and gentlemen, I do edit this podcast, believe it or not. I am not an audiophile, so for those of you who are, I apologize for my poor sound editing. However, I could do better than these people did. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. The scene where we're finding out about the moonbeam magic, you can't hardly hear the stinking dolphin tell you this because the background music is so freaking loud, you can't hardly hear what's going on. You can just barely make out moonbeam magic. I cast the rain magic into it. That's how you can now talk to dolphins. Good night. And it's not the only part. There's like so many times where it's like, did y'all hear this when y'all were editing it? 
did y'all know what was going on or did you just kind of put this out there and pray nobody would question you over yeah. it? Yeah. And then you have and the then there's castle right across. And it. then there's the logic of during the scene you were just complaining about. Yeah. There is a symphony of mice playing How? for them. At the size that those the instruments those, instruments, those mice were playing, you yeah. know what it would have sounded like? Sweet. Nails on a freaking chalkboard. But it would have scared away blackbirds. I would rather listen to nails on a chalkboard. Yes. Yeah, you're not because kidding. you would not. It would not have sounded even as good as it sounded in this movie, and it sounded trashy, to be honest. Uh, all this was the worst MIDI soundtrack I've heard in a it's long terrible. time. The the mix in it's terrible. Oh, the levels are terrible. Yes, this is just. It, mm. And that's and that's before you talk how bad the the dub is. So oh the dub oh the dub ain't great. No, it's but not. um, is it just me or does it feel like these characters will not shut up? They will not shut up, and the, you no. can tell the actors voicing them really wish they would. Yes. They yeah, because they keep, they talk all the time. They talk really fast. They have to squeeze a bunch in all the time, and they have basically flat performances the entire time even yes. when even when eye patch man is trying to be maniacally evil he, he, oh. he, no, like i said when the dub for leo the lion was better that's bad. that's saying something that is terrible. for those of you who don't remember and haven't gone back and listened to it, that's the movie i said that i couldn't call it hot steaming garbage because that would be an insult to hot steaming garbage we don't talk and about the dub Leo, for that Leo, movie was Leo, better Leo. than the dub for this one. Oh yes, I'll be like extremely. Oh, this, my is, gonna, word. this is gonna go down as like, on your top like top five worst movies you've ever talked about on this podcast. It's gonna get so close. Far. It's gonna get close so far. <laughs> so, um, are we ready to talk about historical inaccuracies? Jimmy, punch it. You have to edit it. Rentmaster activated. This movie sets upon a throne of lies. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Look, a I throne did not... of lies. This, I'm, I'm oh my gosh, the worst, the worst sin that this thing commits is it has the audacity to sanitize the story of the Titanic by saying everybody lived. There were 1,500 the real people who died on that freaking boat. There are people. Who are descendants of the people who died? I hope they never saw this movie because if they did, they would burn it in an effigy. What I would love Whereas to know is why do you do that? You sent the sharks. <laughs> the sharks. Why was there you. not legal action taken against this movie? That's what I would like to know. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. And then, and then, I'm sorry. I know they're mice. But there is no way there were Brazilians on the freaking boat! It makes no sense! That's why I was like, where is this boat even starting? We started in New York freaking city! And where are they even launching from? Why are there Brazilians? They're on the other side of the freaking ocean! Why are they in England? I, I will say that the other Titanic movie did have three Speedy Gonzalez character mice on it. Yes. And they had Mexicans! But they explained that in a way that made sense because they had been on tour for a while. Uh, the, 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 the only, the only, the, the soccer player character is like, oh, I came over to England to learn more about soccer in 1912. 
When did soccer come about? Uh, it's an it's a much older sport, but it's, it, it I, is. You know, it, it it's it's old enough. Yeah, it's, it's old, old enough. enough. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. was like, this around maybe, the time that soccer went to the Latin American countries and got popularized oh, it was, it was over there? Before that, I don't know. I don't yeah. know sports history. Yeah, soccer is one of the oldest games of, of time. So what you're saying it was already over there. So why was this guy going over to learn about it? Maybe maybe I to join the European like I don't because know because all because it was made in North Freaky Korea and all they know are stereotypes. <laughs> Not kidding. <sighs> it's just right. the, so, oh my gosh! The here's a question: they, the fact that they, they just they let like the, the, it's the fact that they let everybody live. I can't understand. I don't yeah. care if the doctor's like for once everybody lives. It's the freaking Titanic. You don't you do don't this. Let people live people. like well, this. Would be like, in fifty years, they make like nine eleven. The legend goes on, and they have everybody magically not die. Here's a question. I would kill over. <laughs> you take up, even if you don't take into fact all the bad historical inaccuracies of, you know, the actual sinking of the ship, all those whales and other things and a giant octopus show up in New York and nobody says anything in, about it. How about the fact that it it is explained that the, that our not Disney princess, our Dollar Tree Disney princess had they have a combination of tears and magic moonbeams to talk to animals, but then the other animals start talking to people with no explanation, and nobody ever at any point thinks, well, this is weird. How could I talk to a mouse? Oh, hello, dog friend. How can you talk to me now suddenly? No one thinks about these things. Oh, they explained it to us. Yep, they barely. said that if his soul and hers were in sync, then he would then able, also able gain the ability to, the, to talk to. Oh animals. wait, wait, what? There was you an explanation. How does he know that? <laughs> but that doesn't explain everybody else at the end of the freaking movie. Why and is no one freaking out? There animals. is a the there is an octopus kaiju in New York City. In New York City, at the Brooklyn Bridge, who magically somehow didn't die. Even to make sense that would be able to crush him anyway, because it didn't look like he had enough of him under the ship to do that. Also, if and why would the ship crush him? Because if you know anything about the about the history of that freaking boat, that boat is really far down. It and if he, the water pressure would have killed him first. Also, he's an octopus. He doesn't have a skeleton. Unless, unless his magic octopus muscles are somehow saving him. <laughs> I don't know because. Ah! I'm getting an aneurysm. <laughs> There's so much stupidity oh, you're not in this film. I want to put that out there because the best thing that Titanic, the legend goes on, actually did was it took the stuff that was happening in this movie and made it logically make sense. Yes, agreed. I mean, it had magic talking animals and somehow the humans did it, but they went under Disney rules where it's like, of course, Cinderella can speak to mice. <laughs> of course. Also, like I said, gangster sharks. Yes, gangster, yes, gangster sharks. sharks. Gangster sharks. Confusing. I watch nostalgia critics 
a review of the sequel to this film. Connors, our main hero, who's also the grandpa at the end of this, he's stuck in Atlantis and not allowed to go back. So how is he telling the story? <laughs> That's a, the sequel, man. Stay focused on this I'm saying there was no uh, this pile of kaiju octopus doo-doo. All right. That's what we're talking about here. Oh, oh my Focus. god. All right. All right. I, I just want I, I just would like to could someone please explain to me how the plan is supposed to work? Because apparently the evil stepmother, because of course there's an evil stepmother again. Of course. Dollar Tree Disney Princess and Eyepatch Man are conspiring to do nefarious things and they like you know what we should do to make sure i get the whaling contract let's sink this wench i, I think <laughs> and, and, and then jeffrey's the dumbest butler ever decides oh who wants to take the ship i'm going to use my shark whistle to talk to the sharks because i talk That's to stupid. sharks now stupid. and i'm okay. gonna get them to sink the boat how are they supposed to sink the boat oh we'll manipulate the giant octopus to do it because he's a child, yeah, we get it. And then they did—they're throwing the iceberg. And it's just... <sighs> the logic, at least on the human side. And of then, things, then they don't even care. Selfish. They don't even care. They're just like, "Hey, let's go the simple route. Get a gun, and make him sign the papers. We don't have to sink the ship, but we're gonna sink the ship." <laughs> the logic. I think, Aki, first off, I don't know why they need to sink the ship. Because that's the stupidest part of this whole thing. Why do they need to sink the ship? You can still have the ship sink, just not be because... Octopus Kaiju. Whatever the whaling thing is. What? There's a question. Why are whales so much in this thing? This is the worst anti-whaling Why is existed. the moral of the story save the whales? whales in it? There's killer whales. <laughs> Star Trek. No, 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 no. You, you keep forgetting. You keep forgetting. Better one. Better anti-whaling film. You get it, it's Star Trek Four. Yes. Here. You keep forgetting. The whales are like the uh, are are to this movie what the eagles are to Lord of the Rings. They show up at the end and save everybody when they could have shown up and solved the problem before any of this got like it is. Oh, oh. I, and they say there's plenty of lifeboats for everybody, even though they say later, oh no, oh the octopus gosh. saved everybody. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! God. You're freaking mine. Hang on, hang on. Before you do that, I need to point this out. They get him, the father, to the to the lifeboat because there's enough lifeboats. We don't care about women and children no, first. Not. But they get him on there, and they don't get on it too. That makes no the sense. logic of oh, this, they I, should be getting on that stupid totally boat. That's the lifeboat. Instead of walking to the bow of the ship to talk to the giant octopus and then jump from a 30-story building. Well, you know what else? You know water. what? In the actual history, they let the rich passengers get on first. Dang it. Exactly. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but apparently, but apparently this is Titanic, the progressive version. And now we got to <laughs> let everybody get on regardless of ethnicity. Or wait a minute. Wait a minute. Out. Or, or their economic status, even though we at least pay we at least pay attention to how all the poor people are in the bottom, you know, the lower decks of the boat. We'll pay yes. attention to that for one scene, but then we're gonna completely ignore it later. Wait a minute, are you telling me that North Korea is woke? <laughs> I think I am, Blake Joe. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because it's a Kim Jong Il production. <laughs> Oh 1999, oh Kim Jong Hill. Oh, me, oh, my Miss Molly. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <sighs> okay, can I go, please? This yeah, is you know, they, they use this movie to torture all the prisoners they put in their gulags. I'm telling you, that's what they do. That's why they made this movie. They talked the Italians into making this movie so they could torture prisoners. Joke's on you. I've seen this movie five times. <laughs> I'm invincible. <laughs> You're a loony. Anyway, Jacob, what do you got? Oh, my gosh. So watching this film, there again, I have been a huge Titanic fan my entire life. I have probably watched every documentary. Oh, yeah. yeah that's... I should mention that when I was a wee lad, I was obsessed with Titan with the, the, the historical event yes. of the Titanic seeking. For a hot minute. <laughs> I read yes, everything. I'm the I odd one out as I didn't pay attention to any of that. I except, still am. Except I wanted to see the movie and I wasn't allowed. Now I understand for obvious reasons. <laughs> paint, me like, paint me like one of your French sharks. <laughs> <laughs> no, French mice. French mice. <laughs> so the, 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 the scene that drove me nuts is where they're like, oh, we got something from the telegraph. Oh, well, let's cut these wires. I'm like, those are the Marconi wires. Don't cut the Marconi wires. I was like, oh my gosh, what are you crazy? Because those guys who were in that Marconi machine are literally saving lives and you're cutting the lines for this stupid line. I'm like, oh my gosh, it do not get me started on the freaking. <sighs> Let me breathe. Breathe. Let me breathe. Oh my gosh. Breathe okay. and the dog will come the, out. The lifeboats. <laughs> what? Fix this, man. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So historically, is it a full Dave moon? May... I'm afraid he's going to go werewolf on us. <laughs> the, the full moon was last week. Yes. So here, here's the problem historically. So the board of trade back in 1910, be like decided that all luxury liners needed this many amount of boats. Okay. Then J J Bruce Ismay, the, the owner of light of lights of white star, who owned Titanic and all of its ships decided that the Titanic only needed 19 lifeboats when the boat itself could hold over 2000 people. So to say this blasphemy that there were plenty of lifeboats to save everybody in this boat is the biggest lie on the planet. It's like, Oh my gosh, you are not kidding. This is like, is me. <laughs> It drove me nuts. I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? There are oh sufficient lifeboats on boats now because of the Titanic. Yeah, yes. exactly. Because they were, they were there again, 1910, 1910, 1905. The British Board of Trade said, okay, you can have this many lifeboats. And you know what Bruce says? They said, oh, we can cut that down. No problem. Because we got to put more stuff on for first class. And here's another thing about first class. Here's another thing. So we set him off. Yeah, you set me <laughs> off. You, you, the, the dog has come loose and you let the historian out. master activated. Ooh, a, a, a double. <laughs> so, so historically, we are talking 1910 civilization, 19, 1910 culture, European culture. So, the idea that that uh, our, our, our main love interest guy who is apparently italian or not italian he's spanish and he's gypsy and he's, he's supposed a, he's a hispanic romani romani a, a hispanic romani 
Okay. He's like, oh, he just walks on that boat. Wouldn't happen. Historically, would never happen. I feel happen. like there's a, an applicable Princess Bride line about Spaniards there someplace. <laughs> so, like, so you, you have this character. He's supposed to be in the first class. First class. That wouldn't happen historically. It would never happen. Because you had to be well, rich. You, you had to be rich European to be in first class. Now, granted, I don't think he was in first class. He was wasn't. He? He, oh, was he, down, wasn't. he was in the lower deck. He complains yeah. like, there's okay, a okay, bad smoking. There, 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 was, there, there was my head. Because it, it sounded like he was actually on first class. No. That's now, okay, no. Now, granted. He got to go to the ballroom. If I yeah, remember which correctly. is completely inaccurate. But at least he can dance. Yeah, at least he can dance. Because <laughs> there again, only first class passengers were allowed in the ballroom. Be like, everybody else had their own separate places to eat. It was all about segregation when it came to class. So be like, these characters would never interact with each other historically. And the scene where our two main loves meet on the prompt, the first, the top promenade deck. That would never happen. <laughs> historically, it would never, ever happen. <laughs> and there again, I understand, be like, oh, but it's true love. Be like, this is 1910 civilization, people. This is not, this is the 20th century, the dawn of the 20th century, not the 21st century. So to put a character who is in third class to someone who is in first class, they would never, most likely never meet. Be Do like, you have the this issue like, with the Cameron movie? Huh? He you hasn't watched issue? the Cameron movie. I haven't movie. seen the Cameron movie. You haven't seen the now, Cameron movie. Granted, now granted, the way I He probably will. I probably will at some point. I need to. No, I mean you probably will have a problem with James Cameron no, movie because that's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Just better actors, <laughs> but at the same time, be like it's more Rose goes into the third, the third deck. Be like they mm -hmm. sneak each other into it. This right. one, it's just openly blatant, and I'm yeah. like that wouldn't happen historically. Yeah, and, and we won't get and, and we won't get into the, how that ship was designed to sink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's, it, so it did have enough lifeboats and it was designed to say this whole thing was doomed from the get-go yeah they, they were they were also saying that they were they, they were one they were one fender bender away from dying that's really what well i mean its sister ships did also sink also lucidina no, 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 the Britannia. Yeah, Britannia. Oh, no, yeah, I was going to say, and the Lusitania was, was the ship yeah, that got sank that got the U.S. into World War One. Yeah, World War yeah, that was an entirely different time. Yeah, that was, that was the... the uh, yeah, was, that got torpedoed th by a U-boat, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were three... There, uh, the Titanic had two sister ships. The other one was used as a hospital ship during, I think, World War One, mm. And the third one never launched. No, it launched. <laughs> well, it, it didn't. I don't know anything about it because in my mind is like far, okay, far, the, the other two were so cursed that it's like let's not launch. No, this no, one. no, no, no. They all launched. They all launched because believe me, White Star wanted to get its money. Be like Titanic sank. I think it was Lusitania who sank. No, Lusitania is not in the same class. That's right. Never mind. Never mind. But I was I always get the names of these these boats confused. But be like all historically, all three boats launched and. I, I think at least one didn't get sunk. Be like it was the it Olympic, was, the, Olympic the Titanic. Olympic. The Titanic was the second, and yes. the Britannic. The Britannic. The Britannic did not is as uh, one that sank during wartime. Yes. Okay, that's right. Because the Olympic was the yeah. The, the Olympic actually in. lasted until 1935. Yeah, 1935 when they scrapped her. So, oh my! It's like wow, just. The, the the his the 
the, this movie, I'll be like, like Drew said, almost gave me an hammer and your It was so disrespectful towards the historical tragedy of the Titanic. Now, granted, historically, the Titanic isn't the worst maritime disaster when it comes to the loss of human life. That was a, I believe that was, I'll, it was actually like a, like a Chicago steamer. Yeah. Chicago uh, oh, there's a song. Uh, yeah. Edmund Fitzgerald. I think the yeah, right. Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's Fitzgerald. They're like, yeah, it had almost over 2000, just under 2000 people on it and it, it killed like half of them. I think that's correct because it just kept over. It had too many people on it. Okay. Buoyancy was bad. All right. Fun fact. The, what is it? The, the Britannic, that was the hospital ship. Yes. Britannic mm-hmm. was fun fact. It, it, when it sank, only 30 people died. Yes. Because everybody else got onto the lifeboats and it sank because it hit a mine. It did hit a mine. <laughs> it hit a mine, not an iceberg. It hit a mine. Yeah. And, a, and it had enough lifeboats for most people. <laughs> Which brought America uh, into World War One. No, that was the Lucid. Well, son! <laughs> okay, I just looked it up. You're talking about actually the Doña Paz Ferry in the Philippines. In December 20th, 1987, that had 4,400 deaths. I didn't know about that one. Yeah, it's the deadliest civilian maritime disaster in the history of the world, which took place December 20th. Tragic event involved a passenger ferry from the Philippines, which collided with an oil tanker, the MT Vector, in the Tablas Strait, about 180 kilometers south of Manila. Okay, I was wrong. Which happens. But, like, we, we were talking about one of the worst historical tragedies of the 20th century here and you literally just wipe it away with the fact to be like you take captain smith off the bridge as the boat is sinking and the worst part was they were still trying to do the i'm going down with my ship stick and then they rob him of it they robbed it this entire and the, the the worst part because Obviously, the Titanic was discovered in 1989, uh, 89, 88, 89. Which is why um, the sequel is crap, because they're trying to find it in 1915. Yeah. World yeah, War One was going on by then, people. You really had other they problems. Find it because it was being fixed up by the Atlanteans. <laughs> but what was it? Robert Baller? Robert, I'm, I'm going to butcher the name. But like he discovered it because they were on a discover they were uh, a top secret mission to find missing submarines, and so be like because for years, decades, they said be like oh because the ship didn't break apart, be like it went down at one piece. Okay, which is interesting I, because there is a Titanic movie from the fifties where that's yeah. what happened. They Remember didn't realize the until later that it broke in half. Yes. Okay. I just looked it up. The Titanic wasn't even the worst maritime disaster when it happened. In 1822, uh, uh, the Texing in the South China Sea sank with a loss of 1,600 people. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then the Sultana in the Mississippi River sank in 1865 with 1,800 people. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And the what you were talking about, the Edmund Fitzgerald, that was That's a not freighter. even on the list. That's a different one. And I re- realized that was wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say that was people. Lake that was Lake Superior, and it was, it was Lake Superior, and, it, and they still ring the thir- uh, thirty bells for the for the people who died on that every yeah. every year. Yeah, I had I had the, the name wrong. He said it. He, I made wrong connections. Yeah. I'd be like, I, I obviously because 
you're like when you're exciting you just say the wrong word yes so all i know is doctor who saved a space titanic from crashing into uh uh where the queen of england was living at the time <laughs> but well and, and, and hilariously the yeah, uh, hilariously, The Asylum made a movie called Titanic 2, which makes you think it's a mockbuster sequel to the James Cameron movie. Well, I 10 mean, years after the fact, a... no, it's actually a second Titanic that also sinks because no one realizes you never name a ship Titanic. <laughs> Douglas Adams wrote a uh, point and a text adventure game called Titanic 2 also. I heard about this one. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my. It's like the 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 insensibility of this movie to all the all the tragic souls that were lost on the titanic on that day and they couldn't even be bothered to actually show it it just has to be some throwaway lines yeah here exactly. and there that's and the it, worst part and yeah. they and they give the credit to the giant overmuscled octo child for doing it yeah and like they they, <sighs> they 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 show that the Titanic sank in one piece. And here here's the no, kick. it broke. No, it, yeah, broke. It, it broke. It did break. It did it break. It did break, but, 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 yeah, but the overmuscled octo child yeah. kept it together. Yeah. So here here's the historical uh ironic sadness of this. So during the inquiry, the English inquiry and then the American inquiry about it. So they were, they would primarily only talk to staff that survived and first class passengers. So the majority of them said that the ship itself sank in one piece. Now, if you talk to second class and third class passengers, which they were less than third class passengers because they were allowed to be on the promenade deck, they weren't allowed to. So they weren't even allowed up to the lifeboats until no. all the first class passengers oh, yeah. were on lifeboats. Yeah, because most of them, most, most of the people who drowned were third class people still in the ship. Uh -huh. Now, mind you be like, so that historical piece of information was told over and over again for decades that this ship sank in one piece. And because the board of trade, the, the, uh, the maritime, the maritime organization could not be bothered to say one of their ships could break in half. Because it was, it was too embarrassing to say one of our ships would break until the late 80s. And then they finally started realizing, like, oh, well, all they, these people that actually saw this thing break were right. Well, they actually had pictures of it then. So, I mean, they, they, they couldn't get away with saying it could. Yeah, exactly. And th they were conspiracies for years after that. They're like, oh, no, these are fake. These are fake. These are fake. And then you'd be like, you would see, like, James Cameron would go down there and you'd see right. the ship broken up. Yeah. I'm just going to say the saddest I, thing I, in the yeah. planet. I think the entire concept of trying to do some sort of weird, whimsical, pseudo Disney fairy tale yeah. on the Titanic is probably a bad idea from the get go. I someone, think we all are in agreement should have yeah. said no to that pitch. Or at the very least, said, if you're going to do it, put it on a different ship, please. Yeah. So I, I, I hate to break this up, but we are going to have to move on because we have stayed on this topic a little longer than anticipated. Uh, Nate, what are you going to rate this film? Is zero allowed? Zero is allowed. Zero is allowed. Zero, zero, zero. This is one <laughs> of the worst 
things I have had to podcast about, and I have suffered through Gamera Super Monster. <laughs> oh, I haven't even got to that movie yet. I have suffered through Gamera Super Monster, sir. This is one of the worst things I've had to podcast about. I have suffered through Turbo. <laughs> Turbo is a better movie than this. I agree. Turbo is a better movie than this. Are you happy, Michael? I said it. <laughs> Jacob, what are you rating this film? This this is kind of this is a our first year of uh, bad movie month. This we is our did, first sequel. Our first sequel. Our first year of doing bad movie month. Obviously, we did Titanic. The legend goes on. Titanic: The Legend of the was a much better film. Yes, this, this was insufferable to watch. It was to the historical part of me that said this is blasphemy historically. To writing, to story, to everything, this is a zero out of zero. Like this is a piece of garbage. Blame movie. North Korea. Blame North Korea. <laughs> I'm having is me. <laughs> But it's just like, oh my gosh, th this this movie made me cringe. When when you have to pause the movie at a minute 25, 2027, I timed it. Be like, this is gonna be a train wreck. And it was. <laughs> I told there, you guys, I'm like, I, I here and there, but I, I, oh my word. I, I paused so the movie and sent you guys a picture of my notes that I had so far. And I had like one like and about 10 dislikes. And yeah. I said, like, I'm only seven minutes in, guys. <laughs> so it was bad. So zero, zero. So I'm at an impasse here. Ooh. I can't rate it straight zero because that's what I gave Leo the lion. And I have to admit this film is better than Leo the lion. Oh. But I can't give it a one either because it's definitely not that good. Agreed. So I guess I have to give this a 0.5. So what you're saying is the cell cast, the cell cast cross MIFV rates. The Legend of Titanic, a disputed 0.125. That's a lot of binary. <laughs> oh my gosh. This, this was terrible. Because that's the thing is I can't rate it. Hey, 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 Jimmy, what do you give this? Wow. I didn't realize we could get into the negatives. Oh, I guess that makes yeah, sense. I, I guess that makes sense, right? You know, if Godzilla can have a minus one, why can't this have a minus one? The crazy thing is, is there is a sequel to this film, and I am worried. Just wait till next year. You're going to bring me back, aren't you? Just for that dang octopus. <laughs> My understanding is he's barely even in the movie, despite the fact in the original Italian version, it's named after him. Yeah. Because the in that one he's called Tenta Colino, and that's the name of the movie. Yeah. Well, and hilariously, there is a 1977 kaiju movie about a giant octopus called Tentacles, which I can find that on Tubi, but I can't find the sequel on Tubi. I saw it on there because it's under. Uh, it's under a different title. It's under a different title. 
and I did see it in there because I was because it literally says, "Do you want to watch In Search of Titanic after this?" And I said, "No, <laughs> not for a while." No, you, thank you. Uh, Tubi, Tubi. I know you're free, but you have to pay me to watch that. <laughs> uh, you need to pay a monthly subscription to me. <laughs> exactly. So. It's intermission time. Yes. I'm going to play uh, somebody to, I'm sure, love to be connected to this film as an advertisement. Uh, uh, in fact, I'm, I think I know which one I want to play since we mentioned that North Korea is now woke. Uh, <laughs> after that, we'll brave. be talking about what we've been watching, some news, and then we'll get into X-Men. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the culture box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. This week, we suggest checking out Sunny and Brave, where each week hosts Chris Cowan of the Babylon Bee and Nate Henderson of some boring budgeting job confess their privilege, spotlight stunning social media posts, and fabricate outrage, all while keeping you super woke and enlightened. They will make you laugh. That's right. You have no choice. Check out Stunning and Brave at stunningandbrave.net. The Cellcast would like to thank the following patrons. Ashley and Francisco Ruiz. Book of Gaming. PaulJPowers.com. And not and this Melanie person because I haven't edited them out to yet. To get your name on the show, plus uncut episodes, early access to the Cellcast, plus reviews and special art from Jacob, please donate to us on Patreon. It's not that I'm lazy. It's just all of my work files for this are in audacity and i'm in reaper now and i after my issues with the computer i didn't install audacity again so i have to remake everything oh well and my apologies for the hiccup you had with deal it jimmy was apparently trying to uh, upgrade her software or something i, I have this problem with deal like weekly i just usually edit it out Ah. Uh. Or Adila edits it out because she's the one who actually does some of the editing on this sometimes. Ah, uh, Jimmy, why hand. can't you edit episodes for me? <laughs> Not in your contract, of course. <sighs> so I guess editing is a part of my contractual obligations, isn't it? I guess. Ugh, I'm negotiating that a change next time. <laughs> anyway, I got some questions for you guys. Oh boy. What have you been watching? Nathan. Yes. What have you been watching? Would you believe Tokusatsu? Maybe. (laughs) Right? Couldn't be Tokusatsu. Yeah, I just got Kamen Rider Black RX in the mail, so I've been slowly Ah. going through that. The sequel to Kamen Rider Black. Thank you, Discotech Meat of Discotech. 100% less Furbus. Yes, now for uh, now 100% Furbus free. (laughs) Which it never occurred to me how much he looks like Furby it's frightening to be honest <laughs> anyway it, like i said it's a sequel i will tell you right now discotech does some of the best work with japanese media that you will ever see because their releases for black especially and black rx i think are now the gold standard for tokusatsu releases a top five best you know english language releases of tokusatsu now 
as I, I love Common Rider Black. As for Black RX, I'm about 22 or so episodes in. I'm not liking it as much as Black. It's a little too, it's the Bandai mandates are in full force with this one. It's a little too toyetic. It's got a bit of an identity crisis because the villains look like they belong in Sentai and the writer's alt forms look like metal heroes. The whole show just does not feel as much like common writer to me as black did. And the tone's completely different. It's the same characters. Well, the same main character, but it's weird because it because black ends on a very bittersweet note. And then as soon as this show starts, everything's a lot happier. I'm like, what in the heck happened between the shows? They had to so, sell to America, man. Yeah, I I guess. The other and then the other Tokusatsu show I've been watching a lot lately is Ultraman Gaia, which is from I want to say 98. I think it's right. Yeah, about 1998. It's the last of the Tiga Dina Gaia trilogy. They really only group them together because they had one movie where they all cross over and it technically wasn't even the real characters except for one of them. It's weird. <laughs> it's an alternate universe thing. <laughs> I won't take the time to explain it. I was not expecting that I would like Gaia all that much. And the first 10 episodes or so have been remarkably good. I was not expecting them to be bangers like they are. Now, I don't like the theme song. The theme song is okay at best but the show itself has been remarkably good and i need to mention it here because you and you we're going to do another crossover fellas very soon mm -hmm. i've been watching gamma rebirth i've i'm now six five, excuse me four of six episodes in be warned they're full-length episodes <laughs> they're 45 minutes instead of 20 it's fairly long for an anime yeah i've never seen an anime unless it was an ova that well, had to, that had full length episodes like that. If if you if uh they cut it at the uh, at the twenty minute mark, which would be about how long a, re a regular anime episode is, that would be a twelve episode anime. So yeah, but it's clearly set up to be six episodes mm. because the way they're setting it up is that Gamera is fighting new redesigns of his of all but one of his showa opponents hmm. they left Baurugan out but they got put all the rest of them in there so i'm curious to see remember. how it ends i don't remember which ones of those i've actually seen but anyway Baurugan has the long uh, has the ice powers and the long tongue he was the second one he, he, was, he was the first the one he was in the second movie second movie okay yeah okay i know and death rainbow Yes, Death Rainbow. Can't forget Death the Death Rainbow. Rainbow. Can't forget Death Rainbow, the best metal band ever. <laughs> Jacob? But all the rest of them okay. are, are showing up in the show. My favorite so far has been Giron, because Giron is nuts. Hmm. He's the one who looks like a giant knife. Right. I just saw his with uh, Flabella and Barbarella. Yeah, Barbella. Barbella. Barbara. Barbarella is a different weirdo space queen. Yes. <laughs> No, I, I I remember just I'll, I'll get into this a little bit more when I get to what I've been watching, but I saw the I saw those two girls and thought, I think they ought to make a Sentai team based off that kind of uh, <laughs> off that kind of spandex. Uh, my pseudo sister <laughs> fought them once. That was interesting. Yes, that was interesting. And speaking of, speaking of that, I I have been slowly making my way through Sailor Moon season three. Hmm. Ah, that's nice. 
moment. Right, uh, old, the ninety Sailor Moon or Crystal? 90s. Okay, so you're up to so you're up to Sailor Moon S with Crystal. Do what? I would have said Crystal if it was Crystal. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you didn't say it was Sailor Moon S. That's what confused me. So. Yeah, I don't remember all those funny, goofy titles. Who do I look like, Bex? Hey, I don't remember. I, I I don't look like Bex either, but I know it goes Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon R, Sailor Moon S, Sailor Moon Super S, and Sailor Moon Stars. Well, aren't you? Because I'm a nerd. Fan? I was gonna say, oh, aren't you a hardcore fan? Give me your man card. No. I'm, I, <laughs> I am not a hardcore fan, though. I will admit that's one of the few fandoms I've actually read fan fiction from. So, <laughs> I'm revoking your man card now. <laughs> not a lot, <laughs> Jacob. Oh, come on! It was Godzilla fan fiction. <laughs> gosh all right what was it godzilla and mothra getting it on <laughs> we're not talking about mothzilla sir <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about mothzilla <laughs> Jake, i think shippers are banned farther from the down, island down the memory hole uh, <laughs> why don't you tell us what you've been watching once you can breathe again yes <laughs> Ooh, brother. <laughs> You're not kidding. Bobo. Bobo, this is what happens during bad movie month. <laughs> Things get a bit silly. Okay, so this past weekend, uh, Drew, myself, and a couple of others went on a singles retreat towards the Dallas area. And uh, obviously, be like, I proposed to my girlfriend. She said yes. So now I'm engaged. Oh, so now you can't go to the group anymore. <laughs> He has they, the two have not been kicked out yet. Yet, <laughs> I do not have control over this. I was going to say, there's a married couple in our group. I'm aware. He, they're also well. He's eighty. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> That's true. He is eighty. Are you trying to say one of them is going to end up single very soon? <laughs> Let's not go Let's there. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. My well, luck. Someone from the group is listening tonight. Yeah, exactly. And I don't mean Ashley. Yeah, none was the word. But anyways, so yeah, we went, had a great time. I proposed. She said yes. Thank you. And uh, praise the Lord for that. That was awesome. And now we're waiting for like eight, nine months to get married. So, um, so we we like so while while we're at this retreat, we like we're we're playing card games and the whole bit. And someone be like, hey, I want to watch a movie. And they they I don't know what program they were. Was, they were on Prime. They were on Prime. I was at the right angle to watch them try and get into it after they fought Netflix for a couple minutes. Oh, okay. So they were on Prime on Prime Video, and they just came across this movie. I was just like, "What the world is this?" It was uh the Long Walk Home from 1990, and uh, I've never heard of this film. It's a movie starring Whoopi Goldberg uh, back in her early days, and I was like, "What in the world?" So it's it's based in the 1950s Mississippi bus boycotts i think it was alabama one of those because they were in montgomery i think yeah it was Mo montgomery it was montgomery uh bus boycotts and it was you know during the uh after rosa parks yeah th after rosa parks and the whole bit and i was just like wow this is a really intriguing movie but at the same time it's pissing me off which is why i had to quit watching it yeah because it is like, I, it is in alabama yeah okay it is in alabama 
So I'll be like, I'm, I'm watching this movie getting really intrigued. And it's like, wow, the, the, the way like some people treat each other is absolutely terrible. And uh, like, I'm, 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 I'm very thankful to the Lord. I grew up in where I'm from the era in which I gr grew up in uh, there again, racism is still the thing. But it was unless it was, you're a mouse. Unless you're a mouse. <laughs> yeah, you're we a never mouse. explain. We never explain that because no, one of the don't. mice falls in love with the girl for a minute. Yes. yes. And makes the comments like I'm because the mouse is like, well, she's human. It's like, well, I'm not racist. <sighs> that is a can of graboids. I am not prepared to open. Yes. Yeah. And if anybody it, got that reference, I'll be impressed. Yes, yes. I, I might I totally get you get free tickets to the island. I'm just saying. Anyway, the long walk home. I, I want to say it was like blasted its scroops. No, that's Harry that's Potter. Harry Potter. That's Harry Potter. Yeah, Blastoids. That's what it is. Blastoids. From Blast Trimmers. toys. Blastoids is a Pokemon, sir. Oh, Graboids, which is what he yeah, said, what is I mean. also is from Tremors. Sorry, I'm getting franchise mixed up. My bad. <laughs> Anyways, be like, watch the long walk home. You, you heard it here, folks. Here first, folks. Uh, Tremors is officially part of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Ooh, Fantastic beasts and where to find them. <laughs> Under the desert sand. <laughs> Just walk without rhythm, otherwise they'll find you. <laughs> Actually, you just don't want to be on the ground at all. <laughs> yeah, agreed. So anyway, I was transitioning to Dune, but whatever. Oh my that, that, yeah, uh, Dune. Dune. I still haven't seen Dune Part One yet. I need to. But uh I thoroughly enjoyed the long walk home. I would be like, if you want to watch something that's really good, go watch it. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was, I was thoroughly impressed with it. And uh, so I'm doing a uh, 200 movie challenge. I don't know why I'm doing it too, but. <laughs> so it's it's something my brother Jim started. And it's from this month until. This month next year. This month next year. So you have to watch. We are like, if you can watch 200 films. It's like okay, that's only about good, four. I have a eight. Week. Huh? It's about four a week, roughly. I am gonna I, am I going to get anywhere near close? No, but I'm going to watch some new movies. So I guess you better find movies. that book, the, you know, one thousand one movies to watch before you die. Hey, I'm starting off with Gamera films, so. <laughs> So be like in, in my search of be like, that's okay. I got to find something to watch. So I popped on the Netflix and lo and behold, they launched and the, there was a new animated movie out there called the monkey King. This was a fun little film. It's based off the journey, journey to the West. You know, the, the legendary, uh, I guess you call epic. I guess you call it's that. A novel. An epic. It's yeah. it's an epic. Of, yeah. It's uh, a the novel. Monkey King yeah. And, it's one of the most important pieces of literature in yes. Asia. Yeah. Well, yet apparently East you Asia. can't. Yet apparently you can't find a completely unabridged copy in English. At least I couldn't, because I'm actually reading through that book right now. Mm. So, ever since you're reading it right now, yeah. So the point where the Monkey King 
he is discovering his powers. He's discovering that he wants to be immortal. He wants to be a god. And yes, the basically the prologue. Yeah, the prologue. This is the prologue of Journeys to the West. This is before he tries to become emperor under the heavens or whatever it was yes. called. Be like, but I, I, I think by because this movie is done very well. The the animation is like okay. It's it's par animation. It's not like gonna blow your socks off. It's funny. It's got an amusing mm. story. It's got a amazing, very, very average storytelling, but it's done very well. So yeah, Monkey King on Netflix will be like. So, if, if, at what point in the sequels do you think he'll go Super Saiyan? He <laughs> won't. <laughs> that would be hilarious. They're like, no, he doesn't become Son Goku. Uh, sorry, that's in the Monkey King Z. <laughs> he, he does have a pole, extending pole and he does at one point fly in a, a, a nimbus i i bring it up because, because that part I, of I dragon ball z I, where it was announced was based on the monkey i was I gonna say that. it's inspired uh, dragon ball is largely inspired by journey to the west yes yeah, also gamera makes a cameo yes no it's not gamera himself it's uh mini gamera mini gamera master roshi the pervert rides on him that's right. Because he can't ride Nimbus. That's right. Because <laughs> he doesn't have a pure heart. Yeah. Well, yeah, you think? But yeah, I, I watched Smokey Young on Netflix. Be like, it's really good. Yes, I am fully aware that it is an ad adaptation of. But I, I think it was it was a it was a wonderful, very cute little movie. It's nothing to be like, oh my gosh, I gotta watch this again. It was very cool. I hope they do more of them and the same vein of continuing the journey to the West. Uh, yeah, because they hadn't journeyed to the West yet. No, it hasn't. It's just yeah. there, and it's, the monk's been, not even born yet. No, he's yeah, not. There, there have been a lot of adaptations of either Journey to the West or the mm -hmm. Monkey King. Heck, well, what, which one was it? it? Was it was Forbidden Kingdom? Wasn't who was it? Was it Jet Li? I can't. It was Jet Li and Jackie Chan are in it. That was the big deal because yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, they're in the no, same that movie together. The, that was one of the them forbidden. was the Monkey King. Which one of them was the Monkey King? That was, was not the Forbidden Kingdom. I watched Forbidden Kingdom, but that's a fun one. But there was another one that Jet Li did, and, and the, it, both of them did, where it was based on that. I can't remember the name of it. I think it, I'm pretty sure it's Forbidden Kingdom. I, it's been a while since I've seen Forbidden Kingdom. Mm. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. Now, now I need to know. It was, I just know. I it just know was Forbidden, Forbidden Kingdom. It was Forbidden the... Kingdom, and the Monkey King was played by Jet Li. Okay. Oh, okay. I just remember Forbidden Kingdom is one of like three uh, Japanese martial arts movies I've actually seen in a theater. So, actually, this was. I think this was an American. No, it was a Chinese film. Yeah, no, wait, Chinese, no, that's a, it got oh, shown wait, in that, No, it, okay. Oh, oh I, like, I thought this was a, a Hollywood movie, but no, it wasn't. It was well, it was no, distributed the Great by Lions Barrier. Is, uh, is it the Great Barrier? The Great Basically, Wall. Oh, the Great Wall. The yeah, Great Wall well, it, yeah. it was partially funded by Hollywood, so that's why it got aired over here. Which that was basically Chinese Power Rangers. Anyway, what have uh, what have you been watching, Drew? Oh, is yeah, it my turn? I'm done. So go ahead. Uh, let's see. I have watched two Gamera films. I watched Virus, or not Virus, Virus, is it Virus? Gamera, well, I've also heard it pronounced Virus. The Giant Squid. The Giant Squid <laughs> from Outer Space. Hey, Jimmy, how do you say it? <laughs> really? That's one I haven't heard before. Hmm. Either way, I saw both the space ones. 
<laughs> so oh, so gear turtle on in space. <laughs> yes, turtle in space. Turtle in space. Turtle. I, I saw. I got to see Jimmy in, in, as a little kid, or someone yep. playing Jimmy as a little kid. A- and I've uh, I have met the the gentleman who played Jimmy in that movie, Carl Craig. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I it, it did my heart good as a former Boy Scout, seeing the Boy Scouts help saving the world with Gamera. How do you think Jimmy got his job at NASA? Just be, put that on I'm his sure resume. I, when Scout. I was ten years old, I helped Gamera save the world from aliens. Do, do you stop at Eagle Scout when you go that far, or do you go up to Turtle? I that is a very good question. <laughs> so does he mean does do they, do they study under Masaroshi then? No, that that no. No. In fact, as Jimmy has said repeatedly, he was trained by astronaut Glenn, mm. not Master Roshi. So yes. someone he's related to in some fashion. No, that's Glenn as a first name. Ah, I'm related to someone with Glenn as a last name. Well, never mind then. Being John Glenn. But anyway, yeah, anyway. and he wouldn't claim me or my side of the family anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I watched so that. Two cameras. I watched. Uh, because Ahsoka's airing now, yeah. I'm trying to, while I'm watching Ahsoka, I am also trying to finish Star Wars Rebels because I never finished it. Uh, so I finished season one of Rebels this week. And then I no also... Re- go. And that's only four seasons total, so it's not that bad. But then uh, I also realized, oh, it's the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who this year. And David Tennant's coming back in November. I may want to catch up because <laughs> I'm still in uh, the 13th Doctor's second season. And I've I got to get to the episode I everybody hates. <laughs> I quit after Capaldi. And she, I'll, I'll put it this way. I can't remember the actress's name, but she actually is not bad. The problem is not her. Jody Whitaker. Jody Whitaker. Yeah, we go. Jody, it's not the problem is not Jodie Whittaker. It's just the writing in general. It was starting to fall at the end of Peter Capaldi. It was, uh, but and it's kind of low here. I'm kind of hoping Russell T Davies will turn it around. We will see. But uh, he's going to need a a mighty powerful retcon to do that. <laughs> he brought David Tennant back. And he's bringing Donna Noble back already. There's going to be a lot I, of retcon. I'm cool with bringing. I'm cool because with Donna back Noble Donna. coming back means she's going to die. Um, I'm, I'm cool with bringing Spoiler Donna back for the end of, of yeah, Doctor Who season four. I, I, I'm cool with bringing Donna back because I yeah, love Donna. Donna was my favorite companion. Yeah, I love Donna. David Tennant is a desperate gimmick. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> desperate get, gimmick. That might be a hot like, take for a lot of people, but I stand by it. Desperate gimmick. And, and I'm not get, falling for it. It will, it will get people to watch, especially since it's going to be on Disney Plus going forward. True, which, which is, is still weird. It is. It weird. is. So, but uh, so be like every, every that's everything. Every, yeah, I, I can't see. talk. Go ahead. Trying to think, what else did I watch? Oh, it being Star Trek Day, they released the first of the very short treks on YouTube, which was called uh, "To Skin a Cat." It's okay. It's not funny. I've it's trying wa- to be funny. I've Don't watched watch all it. the short treks. No, this is very short treks. It started today. It's only based on the animated stuff. And this was, it's, mm, mm, it's not good. I'm not looking forward. I was going to gonna say, I watched the other short treks and one is 
flat out one of the worst things I've ever seen in Star Trek, and one was actually entertaining, and I don't remember. I mean, Ephraim and God well. is the best one to come out of all those, so, and it's the proof Lower Decks worked. Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen those. I'm talking about, like, when they first started doing it. Yeah, the first four are kind of weird. They I like the these... one, I, I like the one with Una and Spock when they're stuck in the turbo lift. That one was Yeah. Good. And the, the one, one with the triples at... can... I, I, I like that one can one burn. With, uh, I did not like that one. With uh, oh shoot, what's his name that's playing Mud? Um, the one with Mud and it was funny too. Mm. It's like that was proof that's like oh you can do something funny with Harry Mud now, and it be and it work with uh, this guy. I can't think of his name. He's Dwight on The Office. I know. I'm trying to find his name really quick. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. He does a good Mud, Harry Mud, but. Uh, yeah, most of those are kind of bleh. But anyway. So what what I wanted to bring up, because he mentioned Ahsoka. So last week I mentioned this, but I thought I would bring it up again because it's funny. To me, it's funny. So I watched, when Obi-Wan came out, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people didn't like Obi-Wan. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't like it. So I saw, oh, they're doing Ahsoka. I know who Ahsoka is. He's not watched all of Rebels either. No, I was getting there. <laughs> he doesn't know what happened to Ezra. I have no idea what happened to Ezra. I have no idea. I'd be like, I knew there was Emerald Thawn. Am I saying that right? Grand Grand Emerald Thawn. Thawn. Because that's easier to say than his full name. Yeah. And I'm not even going to try that. So I'm, I'm watching the first episode of Ahsoka. I'm like, okay, this is cool. And it's like, oh, okay, this character shows up. Oh, yeah, the, the Mandalorian chick. I was like, oh, yeah, she's here. Cool. And I was like, okay, what is this tension? What's going on? And then it's just like this. And it's like, I am so totally lost. What is going because on? Because Ahsoka is Rebels season five. I know. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, crap. I'm going to go back and watch Rebels. Yeah, that really is a little bit of Rebels. Yeah, that is the I, that is the problem that Star Wars has gotten itself into now. I think probably I think there's been a level of that to a certain extent with all of the expanded universe stuff, but it's gotten even worse now. And it's the it's the same problem the MCU is dealing with. It's to the point where there's just too much homework before you can just watch. Hey, I am just glad this is not Grogu and Friends season five yet. <sighs> Jimmy and I have had a lot of long talks about the Mandalorian and how we're kind of like, really, did they have to bring the cute one back? I get it. He's highly marketable, but really, I mean, they kind of destroyed what they were doing with Book of Boba Fett, which wasn't much in general, just to bring him in and make it for season three of Grogu and Friends. <laughs> anyway, we're not running a Star Wars podcast. No, Thank goodness we're not. But yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, oh, crap, I need more information because I was like totally lost. What's going on? So yeah, I need to go watch Rebels and like everything else because I haven't even watched everything else in Clone Wars yet. So you do need to finish Clone Wars because the end of Clone Wars is amazing. Yeah, Clone, so, yeah. yeah, Clone Wars is actually pretty good. And then Bad Batch, which I'm looking forward to getting back to Bad Batch once I finish Rebels. Well, and I should mention this: you guys sponsored an episode of a couple episodes of Clone Wars for the Film Vault. Yes, the Zillow Beast. I'm looking forward to doing those. Uh, Whenever yeah, we we'll get, get around to it. to it, we'll get to it. 
we'll get there when we get there. We got anything mm-hmm. else? And the Zillow Beast came back. Did you guys know? I haven't watched that episode yet. I haven't uh, either. Bad Batch. Yeah. Now, and Bad Batch is basically Clone Wars seasons eight I, and yes, nine but at this point. I haven't, like I said, I hadn't got that far yet. I'm anyway. We got anything before we hit the news? No. So, Jacob, what do we have in the news? The Cellcast News with your host, Jacob Heron. Why, thank you, Violet, and getting into the bit of news. So, for all of our Haya Miyazaki fans, for you know, Mr. Miyazaki's final film in air quotes. He finally admitted it's not his final film again. Jeez, dude, retire already. This guy, I know you, it, this guy is, the, is going to die at the animation board. This guy Probably. is the Brett Favre of anime, or is he You're the sting kidding. of anime? I don't know. So, okay, so G Kids announced uh, that they will be bringing. A boy and the heron. Yes. Not me. Because <laughs> my last name's Heron. Uh, I don't know if you ended up in a Miyazaki film. That would that be, would be pretty epic. Most likely I was just turned into a dog. And that'd be funny. <laughs> I thought you already <laughs> turned into a dog once. I have. Deedlet said don't give her any ideas. <laughs> yeah, no. Woof. Uh, the highly anticipated new film from legendary Academy Award winning Hayao Miyazaki to cinemas nationwide here in the United States on December 8th. All right, so a movie we did a couple of years ago. Remember the movie Chicken Run? Yes. Okay. We did do Chicken Run. We did Chicken Run. The sequel's coming out. Finally. It's getting a sequel? It's getting a sequel. It's getting a sequel. Actually, I think I remember hearing about that once, and then I forgot coming out like what october uh no december oh december i thought it was october. i read october yeah the the dawn the, of the nugget yeah dawn of the nugget <laughs> this is still yeah, have Mrs. Was, it Mel, was it mel gibson mrs tweedy is working for mcdonald's now <laughs> anyway is mel gibson I mean, still in it no is it gibson mel gibson was it mel gibson yeah it was yeah, yeah it was mel gibson, but, was he's, mel gibson. but he's not in it He's not. Oh. One. He's not. Ret- he, he. They only got him because of the connection to DreamWorks, which this is not connected to DreamWorks. No, not anymore. No. It's but, just uh, Ardman. Yeah, just Ardman through whoever they release through now. Well, straight to Netflix in this instance. Oh. So the 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 headline opener is actually just so dumb. It's funny. Feathering the nest for an arrival for Chicken Run: Dawn of the Nugget on Netflix, December 4, December fifth. The, uh, the streamer today unveiled the official te- teaser trailer, key art, and freshly hatched mm, catching announcements for its early for its eagerly awaited Ardman sequel. So yes, we're getting a sequel on Netflix. Jeez, so if you guys are like, oh it's my been, gosh, gonna have more. It's coming to Netflix. It's like what twenty years, I think, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Probably. It's about as long as between uh, Incredibles and Incredibles Two. So yeah, oh, that, oh, that was about ten years. About ten? No, fifteen. It was like fifteen. Fifteen. Years. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So this one, I want to ask both of you because I know 
be like we're all movie fans yeah so so far in the year year of our lord 2023 what are the top five animated movies so far in the uh nation worldwide Super in terms Mario of Brothers box movie. office hmm? in terms of box office yeah box office super mario brothers movie well, okay. that, that's number one for sure yeah um number two i'm trying to remember what came, what out, this came out this year um, kind of a big one that you know like everyone was anticipated for oh yeah spider-man across the spider oh, Sp across the spider-verse that's probably number two yeah that's probably number two okay number three i don't know ruby gilman teenage kraken it's on there what i'm uh what else was animated well no elemental flopped yeah i didn't watch it uh good night i can't think of what else came out this year a certain movie we were recently reacted to ninja turtles yeah ninja turtles, ninja turtles. yeah and what do you think the fifth movie is? You were clo you're close on all of them. What do you think the fifth the, one is? The the cr teenage kraken was on there. Uh, yes, it is on there. Oh, this okay. is but it's worse. This is worse than teenage Uh No, no, Zuma like, is probably not on this list. Uh, no, Zuma is not on this list. So to round it up, you got most of them right. There was an animated movie called Unicorn Wars out this year. <laughs> Uh, I don't see the one on this list. So I'm just looking up a list of animated movies of 2023. I'm like Unicorn Wars. What? <laughs> Never heard of that one. Uh, so it's it is described as Care Bears meets Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. That's gonna be a fun <laughs> movie to watch. Kill them all with love. So obviously, number one was the Super Mario Bros. movie, yeah, which earned one point three billion dollars globally. Oh, yeah, it, it was, it was yeah. printing money. Yeah, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse uh, earned six hundred eighty nine point three million dollars. Number three, be like you guys were floating around it, but it was number three. It was Elemental. Elemental, really? I heard that. that I heard yeah, that four, flopped. Yeah, four hundred and sixty-nine point seven million dollars world, uh, world worldwide gross. TMNT Mutant Mayhem came in in fourth, at one hundred and thirty-nine point seven million dollars currently, and number five. I didn't even realize they had this movie. This based off an anime. Detective Conan: The Black Iron Sub. I didn't expect that on a list for American movies making money. Well, I, it was it's more like um, I've, worldwide. Worldwide. That's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. It was worldwide. Then I am surprised who's amazing on that list. Yeah, it's kind of a shocker. And a list of movies that are currently coming out. I know uh, apparently on December 21st, apparently there's a movie called Leo coming out. It's like, yeah, a movie we're definitely going to have to review. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're not going to watch it. Uh, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. We're not watching yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's not, not happening. That's not happening. Uh, my love affair with 
with marriage. Okay, that doesn't sound like an anime no. movie. Or everybody's favorite movie that everybody's going to love to go watch. Uh, Trolls Band Together. No. Oh my gosh, the second one was bad. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's I don't good. want to. And it's literally the boy band get back together. Like, you're freaking kidding me. And it's so bad. Obviously, uh, Wish is coming out November November 22nd. Okay, I would just like to say I'm looking. I found a full list of all the animated movies coming out this year, and one of them is called, and I quote, Girls und pa- Panzer das Finale Part 4. Yes, that's an anime movie based off a cart- an anime over there called yeah. Girls und Panzer. Yeah, it's actually a good, good anime. That's pretty good. I just think Girls it's funny that it's Finale Part 4. It's like right up there with Attack on part Titan. Four. <laughs> that's insane. That's not as bad as the video game known as Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Because <laughs> it's do the third besmir- Street Fighter Do not besmirch one of the best Street Fighter games ever. All right, so and obviously December December 22nd, Migration from Illumination Universal is coming out that day. So apparently it's my birds migrating. Fun. Oh, so, yeah. yeah that's I think all I saw the trailer for that. for that one. I think I did. It looks interesting. Because they're going to, it's Illumination. They do everything safe. Uh-huh. But, yeah, that's all I have for news. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our talk on X-Men, the animated series. Well, before that, don't we have an interrogation? Oh, yeah, we do have an interrogation. interrogation? I forgot interrogation. Yes. I I was waiting for it. I was like, wait a minute. Interrogation. I just survived uh, the legend of Titanic. You can't hurt me. Let's say hypothetically that you were stuck in, you were zapped into the world of the legend of the Titanic. <laughs> Let's not say we did. That's that. That's got to be against the Geneva Convention. <laughs> Would you jump overboard or try to shave the ship? Shave the ship. I want to save. Shave. Save. Not pause. <laughs> try to save the ship. Knowing what's going to happen in this movie. You really are. Am I friends with the gigantic over-muscled Octo-child? Yes. Ever I'd save you the were ship. The master. Uh, I'd save the ship. Okay. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> he said it. Hey, I, I, he just said it. He just said, I'm, fr- I'm friends with an octopus kaiju. Who's easily, but who's easily manipulated? All I have to do is offer him a Scooby Stack, and he's gonna fix the ship. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. That's like, oh boy! Hey, let's do this, right? We're just having fun, right? Uh, hey, like, no, you, you, you threw ice at the ship. Hold it together. Oh, and then I, I, I just and then, I, and then I will get one of my other kaiju friends who will weld the ship back together. I just I just remembered this, and I'm gonna go ahead and bring it up now. When he went back under, when his tentacle slipped, why did he get a get a big uh, get a breath of air before he went back underwater? He's a freaking octopus. <laughs> he should be able to breathe underwater. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So let's stop talking about this terrible movie. But uh, so ever since you are the the kaiju master, 
Well, Media Master. Media Master. The Media Master. Well, I'm not well, Media whatever Master your current anymore. title is. Well, no, no, no. I got, I got demoted, guys. I got, I, I got demoted. That title was made up. Anyway. Okay. So if you were to, like, if you, got, if you had the, if you were to create an animated series that wasn't uh, Monster Island or uh, Skull Island, <laughs> and no Annie whatsoever. <laughs> Because she's banned from the island. Yeah, yes. she's from the island permanently. It's like, no, you do not return. No. <laughs> like, Nobody Annie, likes you. To create the we ultimate... don't talk about any. <laughs> anyway, yes. So if you were to create your your be like if you were to create an animated world with your favorite kaiju characters, and what what kind of what kind of world would that be? Actually, I don't know if I would go for a straight up world, but I can tell you what I would like to do. I would actually make an anthology series of animated. Well, I don't know if there would be films or it'd be a television series. But in my research, thanks to my friend John LeMay, I have learned about a lot of unmade kaiju projects, a lot of which I wished existed. Hmm. So what I would like to do, because there's the, there's a podcast called Kaiju Saurus that actually adapted several of these unmade ideas into audio dramas. Mm. I would love to realize some of these unmade kaiju films in animation, because I think that would be a really interesting way to go, be a relatively easy way to go to in order to get them made, as opposed to doing a full-fledged production with suits or anything like that. Especially since some of the ideas are so wild, you would probably need animation to do it. Ah, you know, like a space Godzilla. But there's a lot of but there's a lot of other ones that I would I would love to see realized. One of my favorite ones was was I think it's Godzilla versus the Asuka Fortress. That's actually like Godzilla if he was in Terminator. Mm, really? Yeah, because it's about an AI that's you know trying to take over the world and and it take and it has this massive well this is the oscar fortress you know the titular oscar fortress it just takes over this whole thing and godzilla has to fight it at the end it was the only heisei godzilla's concept i don't know if it got as far as a script but it was pitched by shinichi sekizawa who did most of his work for godzilla in the Showa era, this is the only time he submitted anything for the Heisei series. Mm. And it was toward the end of his life, and it just sounded like a really great idea. There was another one that I think is called... You can't understand this is translated from Japanese. It's called Godzilla Suicide Strategy. <laughs> okay. That would have taken place... Godzilla in, Kamikaze. Yeah. Yeah, basically. It, that would have taken place in seventies, the 70s Showa era, and it actually would have played on continuity quite a bit and it would have been about godzilla fighting an invisible monster and you're thinking oh that just sounds like a cheap idea because they you know because they don't have the money to make a suit here's the thing he fights this thing because you gotta remember this is superhero godzilla he fights the thing in a city and the humans think he's turned on them he's not the good guy anymore mm. so they start going after him Instead of the invisible monster and Gigan, because Gigan was in this. Of course, Gigan's there. Because <laughs> of course, Gigan's in it. So they think he's a bad guy again. And I'm trying to remember the details here, but basically, Godzilla ends up getting blinded at the end. So he has to fight two monsters, one of whom is invisible already, while blinded. So he's basically Zatoichi. Mm. And that just sounds 
like a really intriguing idea that I would have loved to have seen get fleshed out. Mm. So that's what I would do. An anthology series of unmade kaiju stories. Okay. So I saw one on our on our chat where Baba chimes in, I want to see Godzilla versus Care Bears. And so that got me to thinking. So and I, I can't give you that, but I can get you a link to Godzilla versus Bambi. God, that, that is that that exists. That, that's hilarious. That's absolutely that, no, hilarious. that. That is a legit. That is a legit yeah. film. That is really? a legit film yeah, made legit. in the. I believe it was the late sixties, at least sixties, early seventies. So. It's yeah, only a minute long, and yeah. it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Bambi gets the, stomped by Godzilla. The credits are longer than the film. Yeah. Yep. So what? What if if you were to choose from all the 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 nerd them nerd, you know the the nerd spear of uh-huh. like marvel dc whatever if if they had to fight godzilla who would it be oh jeez you realize that that's going to be hard to do because the avengers have already fought godzilla and the justice league is going to fight godzilla the power mm-hmm. rangers have fought Godzilla. true <laughs> there's not a lot left at this point okay um i would say ironically i don't think ultraman has fought godzilla yet <laughs> No, <laughs> I am not counting that in the suit. I'm not Godzilla himself. There, there have been official crossovers between Ultraman and Godzilla, but it was in like stage shows or late night TV. Uh, but Ultraman would be would be a high on my list, a proper crossover. I would also probably say, you know, considering we've gotten you know, most of the you know, the, the heavy hitters out there, I would probably say like Pacific Rim. I'd love to see Godzilla in oh, Pacific yeah. Rim. Yeah. What, what inspired uh, Pacific Rim? I'm still half surprised the MonsterVerse didn't try to bring Pacific Rim into it. To yeah, be it would be very easy to do it because they already deal with parallel dimensions anyway. Yeah, true. But it's because because they, they're very similar. They both deal with Kaiju. One you know, is you know, it, it's about giant robots that fight kaiju. So it just seems natural that eventually you would pit the Jaegers up yeah. against the kaiju. Mm. The yeah, biggest we kaiju all, we all want to watch Gypsy Danger fight Godzilla. That's basically what it boils down to. And <laughs> oh. I have heard, and Guillermo del Toro, who is a tokusatsu fanatic, if you watch his stuff, you, you see it all over the place, that influence, mm-hmm. has said he would be open to the idea. Hmm. of doing a crossover with Godzilla. And I think, I swear, that there have been points where they have, somebody's tried to get Guillermo del Toro to make a Godzilla movie. And I, like, he's I'm kind high of su- on my list of directors. I would love to see they haven't gotten him for the, for the MonsterVerse yet, to be honest. It's because the guy is way too busy. Yeah, <laughs> that's why, he, did, that's why he was barely involved with Uprising. Because he's just too busy. Which is why you, you plan it out. It's like, okay, Godzilla... 15 movies from now you get it <laughs> work it into your schedule tell toro yeah yeah so i'm just saying like because there's been so many crossovers lately yeah agreed. yeah ultraman or pacific rim those are those are about I the only you. real major ones left at this point so unless you was, really want to start getting obscure okay so the one that's always kind of got me because we mentioned it in the news before and then drew showed me the trailer to this or some kind of like demo or whatever it was Godzilla, Ultraman, oh. Evangelion, 
the, the Shin Megazord. The Shin, Shin Megazord Shin thing. Shin Japan Heroes. Yes. Yes. I was Shin like, Japan Heroes. That is not that is not a shared universe. It's just a it's just a branding thing officially. For yeah. But they made I mean, a an absolutely insane short mm-hmm. where they all combine together like they're a Megazord. There is... And they made a suit and everything, like the transformation of CGI, but then they made a suit and it fought a monster. Yes. And you can buy that toy. Yes, I saw that. And I, mean... I kind of wanted it. It's super pricey. Yeah. But I still kind of want it. <laughs> Oh my gosh! There it is, is that is one bonkers. character in all three in the uh, the, the three. It was Shin it films. was Ava Unit One, Shin Godzilla, mm-hmm. Shin Ultraman, and Shin Kamen Rider because Kamen Rider is like I can do stuff. But yeah, he he can form the head. No, he, no, he's the pilot. I think. Yeah, I think the he motorcycle at the top. The, yeah, so he's forming the head. Okay, in, in my defense, there again, be like I I know who you're talking about, but like uh socially i think from my childhood was mask writer now granted i know there's a lot of people who, that's oh not my gosh, remember how I, that's remember what, how i masked writer i know i know but it's it's based off of and mask he, Rider. and remember mask how i brought Rider up common writer black Rider rx that's where they got the footage for master yes yeah. most well, of it granted yeah, most of it granted in shin common writer they call him the masked writer okay the that's because that's what common means it means yes. masked or okay, mask. That that's why sense. it's tuxedo common instead of tuxedo mask. The other one, the other obvious crossover to do, so we can get it properly and not just in like a mobile game, would be Godzilla and Gamera. Mm. I would like. Eventually, to you have to have Godzilla Gamera. Gamera. What? I would like to say Godzilla versus Gamera. I, I I thought about this one. I thought it'd be kind of funny. It's been pitched, but it never gets anywhere because Toho says no ho. The the one that I I, I I thought of, and I was like, ooh, this would be kind of a fun one. Godzilla versus a certain Marvel character who's been kaiju size that is a merc with a mouth that Deadpool? is by a certain you said giant size. I'm thinking giant man's already fought him. You know what I mean? Yeah, kaiju. And, and the MCU version of giant of, of Ant Man is technically based off the Ultraman suit anyway. So yeah. Wait, so your Deadpool has yeah, Deadpool kaiju size. <laughs> You know, you know how why that's hilarious for me, right? Yes, I know. (laughs) I I I listened to that episode unknowingly, be like, oh, that was the season finale. Oh, here's a special guest. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) that was cool though. I was never in my life, ever in my life, would I have ever expected to voice of all superheroes, Wade Wilson. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And, and like how be like I don't know it fits. <laughs> away. Very- God help us if Deadpool and Rito ever meet. <laughs> help you because that's gonna make your your you're gonna lose breath trying to do that. Exactly. You'll lose your voice doing that. Exactly. That, be like I would pay money to see that recording. Either way, I can already tell you. Move- I can already tell you, I think the opening lines are going to be Rito blocks sword, blocks Deadpool's sword with his and says, hey, Wade, who hired you to kill me this time? And he says, your mama. <laughs> and then and Rito says, I don't even know who my mom is. 
Anyway, y'all ready to move on to X-Men? Yes. Speaking of Deadpool. Speaking of Deadpool. <laughs> yes. Previously on X-Men. Meet a sulky, over-funky, kind of hunky superhero. A two-fisted and electrically transistored superhero. An exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero. His amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar. Our first episode of the evening is Family Ties, which first aired on May 4th, 1996. It was directed by Larry Houston and Fred Miller and written by Marley Clark. In this episode, Pietro Maximoff, a.k.a. Quicksilver, of the mutant team X-Factor, and his sister Wanda, the Scarlet Witch of the Avengers, learn that their dying father that, learn from their dying father that they have been adopted. Magneto, who is looking for his estranged wife, may hold a clue to the Maximoff twins past guest cast for this includes james blendick as the high evolutionary paul hadded as quicksilver susan roman as scarlet witch george Murner as magneto i am magneto master of magnet <laughs> and according to this mark strange is forge I don't remember Forge being in here. He's 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 Wait. seen the for about a pop and he's done. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> the only trivia I have for this is in this episode, it's revealed that the Maximoff twins are Magneto's kids. Dum dum dum. Yeah, loving was... how the MC... we'll, we'll love to see how the MCU does this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the comics have already tried to retcon it. I'm aware, but they did that because they because uh the comics were not trying to support the X-Men films when they were owned, still owned by Fox. It's dumb and, and they had petty, to do it so and they I don't like it. They claim that the X-Men, the, the, the twins aren't the children of Magneto because they're not actually mutants. They're uh, inhumans. inhumans. Yeah, we see how well that's worked out. It's dumb. Either way. What are y'all's thoughts on this episode? Well, what's, what you didn't mention is that our villain in this is not Magneto. It is the High Evolutionary. That's because Magneto has not been a villain since episode four of right? this series. Because this is during his kind of anti-hero phase, which was what was going on largely in the 90s Yes, at this point. And 
you mentioned that they, it's revealed that he's their father. I am amazed. I just want to point this out. I'm amazed at how mature this show was willing to get with all these estranged parents and mm-hmm. siblings. And like, especially you get to the next episode and to call mystique loose would be generous uh, yeah <laughs> there's a word for women like her and i'm not sure i'm allowed to say that on this podcast i would not have been allowed to be used in the bond <laughs> shows so yes. yep uh, let's just say it's also the name of a gardening tool <laughs> yeah anyway so the high evolutionary is the villain here and he got a pretty high profile appearance recently because he was in guardians three yes Guardians of the galaxy volume three however i would say this one is much more comic accurate compared to that one and i would say this is a bit of a hot take for some people i actually think that guardians three undermined the high evolutionary a bit as a threat so i actually find this one to be more intimidating i don't disagree but i still We'll say that scene with uh, Rocket and his three friends did make me cry. So, yeah, but it didn't involve the. I bet it didn't involve the High Evolutionary. Yes, but it's all his fault. Yeah, it is his fault. I'm not disagreeing with you there. Mm. So, it's it's interesting because this. I mean, this is what see. This is season four of the show. This is technically season four. It was if you go by when it was released. This is the last episode of season four. Mm And uh, the next one was like halfway through season five. I know it's because it, 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 the it's episodes goofy. are all out of order now. Yeah, it, it, it's goofy, but it it's interesting that at this point they're willing to go grab you know, a lot of B and C list villains and just throw them into the show because oh, yeah. they can they can do it now. It's not like the X Men had you know they were popular as comic book characters, but this is what catapulted them to. We talked about this when I was on before. This is what catapulted them to pop culture mm-hmm. consciousness. Well, and, and and the fact that this is like the one of the first like non mutant related villains. Like this is one of the few mm-hmm. non mutant related villains the show has actually done. Mm-hmm. So because this because High Evolutionary that was a major character in the uh, uh, the Secret Wars, wasn't it? Wasn't he? Wasn't he? Wasn't he the head uh, the Secret Wars guy? you're thinking i think you're thinking of the beyonder probably but a lot of these have these kind of weird names but he was a major character that affected all of marvel for in one of those cross big big events i know that i'll look it up you guys keep talking it's been a long time since i've looked into any of this but i thought this they did a good job with uh going over uh how they were connected i didn't even realize magneto had a wife that they would have these kids would have been married for. oh he's if i remember correctly i think he's had more than one probably yeah. but I, admittedly i have not kept up with the comics so i only really know what the movies and the tv show has done and it's been so long this since is, i've seen the show this is x-men it's yeah, a soap yeah. opera i'm <laughs> agreed I, I mean there's I, even a there's even a joke about it in the next episode it's like wow what a soap opera and I know there's technically Magneto's got another kid that's hanging around somewhere out there yeah. that they haven't shown on this show yet. Oh, but Polaris? yeah, I don't think she she, yeah, she showed. She up had in, a side role. That's what it was. Yeah, she showed up in side role. But it, uh, it wasn't mentioned that she's Magneto's kiddo. Yeah. I, so I you know, I thoroughly I, I do like now that they're actually calling him Eric Luncher instead of Magnus all the time. Right. 
So this the the fact that be like Magneto shows up for Charles's help, and it's like, oh, I need you to use your powers and uh, uh, what's the computer called again? Uh, Cerebro. Cerebro to go find this place. This never takes place in the entire episode. It's never be like it's like, oh, I need you to do this, and he just disappears. It's like, okay, so why in the world did you go to Charles in the first place? Just to bring him into the story? You need an excuse for uh, Wolverine to be uh, tagging along. Yeah, exactly. I, well, exactly. and I got to say, Wolverine takes charge pretty well. In he this does. Episode. Yeah, he does. I agree. Though I did love that shot when uh, he uh, of Wolverine being tied up in the control room. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> the magnetism at the beginning. I was like, wait a minute. He's like... Master of Magnetism, Wolverine with his stick claws. They're made of metal. It's more like, stick, you can't move. <laughs> it really stinks for Wolverine that Animantium is magnetic. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> hey, he, Wolverine's kind of OP. They need to give him a weak, some weaknesses. I agree. But like, yeah. overall, the story was great. Uh, you get this interesting dynamic between Pietro uh wanda and magneto which is really good because they bring in they you know like i love it when they bring in magneto i think it's really it's really good when they bring him in because it brings a different dynamic of the sort of the characters and story and the when you get this revelation be like oh be like be like be like oh they're your children it's like okay that's cool we knew this already but okay now well, great as a kid I mean, like there again, for all of us who grew up in the nineties watching this stuff and you didn't read the comics, unless you're like one of the nerd nerds, you didn't know this it was like, what are you serious? Yeah. Well, what's interesting is his plot actually is pretty clever because yeah. he, he wants the twins for their powers because yeah. he says, Oh, I, with, with Magneto. Quicksilver, <laughs> I can make stuff faster. And with, but the most interesting one for me is he says that, wanda manipulates probability i can increase my chances of succeeding in my crazy mm -hmm. experiments yes, with exactly. her i'm like that is really interesting that is the writers paying attention to creative uses for powers admittedly scarlet witch's powers are weird <laughs> i mean Agreed. i've read i've read a, yeah. i think what was it avengers disassembled i think it was that where even dr strange is like yeah what she does is not entirely magic i don't get it <laughs> Yeah. So, so what is uh Wanda's powers anyway in the she, I think the official description is that she casts hex spells. Yeah. So she affects probability. Yeah. Oh okay. she, she primarily affects probability, but it, it's not magic in the same way that Doctor Strange uses uh, cast can use yeah. magic. Okay, but the Harkness does it either. Yeah. Yeah. But what makes it confusing is in that same story, I think someone else, who was it? Someone else made a comment about how what she does is not entirely biological either, yeah. but it's not quite magic. So she's yeah. an anomaly that confuses everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think they've used that to their advantage many times because she's got both before they tried to start trying to retcon it so they could keep it all in the mcu uh she was both mutant and was uh, could do magic at the same time so that yeah. amalgamation of powers was, was made for some really screwy stuff right yeah agree. which is why the which is why avengers disassembled happened and then that dovetailed into a really interesting alternate universe story 
called House of M. Yeah, I've where... read House of M, and that is disturbing. It is crazy. Cause I don't know, Jacob. Basically, what happened is that Wanda got so powerful mm-hmm. that in a moment of despair, she actually completely remade the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. where her father, Magneto, was in charge and regular humans were the minority instead of mutants. Mm. And then and after that, somehow she got rid of all the mutant powers except for like two or three people. Yeah, it was a handful. Like yeah. basically everybody who was there, because they yeah, that dovetailed into you know what they did with it, because the X-Men status quo changed pretty yeah. hard after yeah, that. I, I read that before WandaVision came out because I was just curious what they were taking it from, and that's what one of the comments right. everyone was suggested. I'll tell you that's not what WandaVision is actually about. No, no. it's like it, the, it's much it, more it's, like it, the uh the vision comics from like uh 2015 right but they just kind of took the reality warping mm-hmm. concept yeah. and used it on a it much differently on a smaller scale this was the Great. entire world that she remade and yeah so the the other characters are slowly figuring that out because mm-hmm. their memories were altered but mm-hmm. they're slowly figuring out this is not right mm-hmm. and then well one of the characters was dead when this happened and they, and she brought him back to life yeah yeah, I don't remember. So then one. they figure it out and they decide to go, you know, to go fight him. The most, I think, one of the most interesting scenes that they had in there is one of the people that they figure out is in this reality, and they do think about going to ask him for help. Was Steve Rogers, but in this version of reality, he never became Captain America. He was just a happy old man mm-hmm. at this point. And they're like, should we really talk to him? And they said, you know what, leave him at peace. And then they. If they just went with who they had mm-hmm. to go deal with the problem, which so that was really interesting. But yeah. we're not talking about House of M. Right. We're talking about you. this. I have so I'll bring that up because they talk about like she's a major part of the high evolutionary's plot, but then she never uses her powers the entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. Her brother does. That, but that being said, I was very happy to see uh all the uh, Bova and all the other animal Bova. humans. Because that's what I love. I I really appreciate. I really appreciated Wolverine talking with Beast and making a Doctor Moreau reference. Yes. Oh, yeah. Made me happy. (laughs) And but that is what the High Evolutionary does. He does human animal hybrids. Mm -hmm. Anyway, y'all ready to move on to the next one? Sure. Well, I want to. Can we talk a little bit about werewolverine first? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how casually they do that and then fix it. I there was a good portion of the end of this episode I didn't get was was they were they when high evolutionary left did it just reverse everything or was this all like holograms or something? It just seemed to correct itself way too fast. Yeah. Yeah. That we got back to the status quo way too fast for it to make sense. Yeah, I think it was like uh Hank said it, it was more like it's a, a man creates life and once he leaves it dies and disappears or something, something like, like that. Well, yeah. and th- well, and then that was the interesting thing because even though high evolutionary, I mean, it's in his name, he's about using evolution and manipulating, manipulating genetics, but he uses some very religious sounding terminology in some mm. of his lines. Like yeah. he says, let there be life and that this would be perfect without sin. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, dude. <laughs> you just can't get away from it, can you? We get it. You're playing God. Yes. Yes. And this isn't even the one with all the Christian undertones. No. No, that's the next one. Exactly. Yes. Let's go ahead and jump on that. 
Yep. Uh, next episode we got is Bloodlines, which first aired August 28th, 1996. It was directed by Larry Houston and Fred Miller and written by Lynn Uli. In this episode, Nightcrawler finally meets his mother who gave him up, Mystique, which had been previously shown that that's who his mother was. Mm-hmm. Guest yeah. casts for this includes Chris Britton as Mr. Sinister, Jennifer Dale mm-hmm. as Mystique, Sabretooth as Great... or I put Sabretooth as Graydon Creed Sr. <laughs> I miss the guy's name. Uh, Adrian Q as Nightcrawler and John Stoker as Graydon Creed Sr. Uh, Human. Because <laughs> it's like Graydon Creed Human. How about that? Oh. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So this is actually well, the reason on, I, I want. Uh, oh. This is the final appearance in the show of Sabretooth, Mystique, Nightcrawler, and Graydon Creed. Oh, when the trick-or-treaters arrive at the X-Mansion, two are dressed as knockoff versions of Spider-Man and Daredevil, fellow Marvel superheroes. Mm-hmm. Mystique was revealed to be both Nightcrawler's birth mother in Nightcrawler 1995 and Rogue's adopted mother in Days of Future Past Part 2 in 1993. And uh, here is revealed she is also Graydon Creed's birth mother as well. Uh, <laughs> in response to Jubilee's question about Nightcrawler and Beast being related, Rogue quips, girl, that's about as likely as Nightcrawler and me being kin. Dude. The comment foreshadowing the discovery of Nightcrawler's relationship to Mystique, yeah. which was revealed to the audience in Nightcrawler, as I already said. So, yeah. So you were going to say, Nate. I, yeah, I was going to uh, I was going to say, I can't remember exactly what I was going to say, but one of the, but one of the, uh, the oh, and I remember, the, I wanted to be on specifically for this episode because the Nightcrawler episodes, even when I was a kid, astonished me mm-hmm. with how forthright and genuine they wrote nightcrawler as a christian man Mm -hmm. he is devoutly catholic and they make no bones about it yeah i would love to know who i would love to know exactly who wrote these episodes and like they had to have had somebody who was actually catholic look these things over Mm -hmm. and be like how would an actual devout catholic speak because they don't sugarcoat it nothing like it nightcrawler is about as catholic as you can yeah. get yeah like he is flat out talking about the love of god and the forgiveness of god and praying so that he can forgive his enemies and mm-hmm. like all of these things and he does it in both of his episodes but i you know i ended up coming on for this one and it's still watching it again for this it still just astonishes me it's I like agree. man Man, and the only other time I can think of where they went anywhere close to this was because even though Nightcrawler has appeared in several of the X-Men movies, the only time they really embraced his Catholicism was X2. But I still don't think that it was handled as well as it was in the animated series, even though I did really like the line about because he has one of the weird changes they made to him in that movie is he has all those tattoos. It's yeah. kind of hieroglyphic looking tattoos and someone i think what was it storm i think storm asked yeah, him storm. how many do you have and he says one for every sin <laughs> i'm like oh i like that <laughs> that's gonna be quite a lot yeah yeah well i mean that was the added line which i wish wasn't there because he said you know, one for every sin so there are many i'm like you could have just left it at one for every sin because we see how many there are all yeah right, dude but anyway that nitpick aside 
that, like I said, even in this, like he's flat out talking about like actual sound Christian theology. He's like, mm -hmm. I will pray that I will pray for God's grace upon me. And I will pray for God's grace upon you and God, and that God would give me the grace to forgive you. Yeah. He's talking to mystique. Yeah. And she's mm -hmm. like, why would I, why would you even care about me? You know, and they're doing it in this very over the top kind of melodramatic way. Cause it's a comic book show and that's what you do. <laughs> that's why the, the soap opera joke is kind of you know, fitting. I mean, good Lord Creed is very <laughs> melodramatic in this. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. We're it's talking about Nightcrawler. And that is the weird thing about this because I did not, when when this show started, I admittedly did not know that a uh, Sabretooth had a kid. <laughs> B that this kid was anti mutant as in the extreme, mm -hmm. and B and somehow his, isn't and B, a mutant. Also, the son of Mystique. Yeah. Well, and going, what I don't, what I'm trying to figure out is how two mutants had a normal child. Yeah. Well. I mean, it is that's a genetic lottery normal. right there. He's a squid. Basically, he he's the he's the weird one. How well, the big question is how did he get to be an adult and not know who his parents were? Because he never because he's all he's uh he's obviously a junior, but did he not know he was a junior? No, no, he knew he was a junior because they they even mention it's yeah. like you'd be like you 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 have and I, you, I guess it's just be like you uh you 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 failed to mention your your mutant yeah uh, uh genetics and i guess it's just Sabretooth's uh, regular name was just not known to the public yeah. even though he was already causing so much uh turmoil on the news wow. even in the very first episode yeah. so i guess that's how that how he could have gotten so far with not ever knowing about his parentage but still yeah it's it is kind of weird how this is the one kid between Sabretooth and mystique that didn't have a mutant ability despite the fact she had she had a nightcrawler with a human with a regular human and he got a mutant ability so anyway yeah and nearly murdered him yeah yeah nearly. again this show is remarkably mature for a saturday morning yes. show well at this point saban would be using everything they learned from power rangers to get away with whatever they can get away right. with so, because they would be deep into season three of Power Rangers by this point. Oh no! I, at this point, they're at this point they're they're getting into Zeo. Yeah. But yeah, the but something I noticed: both of these episodes deal with revelations and family. So that's yes, a theme yes. throughout both of them. And it's weird how these these ended up right next to each other. Mm -hmm. Bear in mind, we I when I when I was putting this list together back in uh January, February, trying to figure out how to best do these. Mm -hmm. Uh I did not remember most of these episodes. And so I was just going by whatever Disney Plus gave me. And Disney Plus apparently decided to group these together nicely. So that's what we went with. And it's amazing it's it's done that well. So yeah. Because I think else? you were saying, I think you were saying that you kind of hope they don't bring Nightcrawler back. Yeah, you don't I, think I, they I would mentioned that in the text. Is like I really hope they don't try to bring Nightcrawler into the MCU at this point because I don't trust Disney to actually respect his Christian heritage the way the show did. Agreed. Yeah, I will admit from what I have heard, 
Nightcrawler's Catholicism was a later development for the character. Yes. When he first yeah. showed up, he was just supposed to be kind of, you know, the kind of lighthearted adventurer swashbuckler. The Catholicism developed later. Yeah. Wasn't he in the, the group in Giant Sized X Men that joined yeah. with, with uh, Storm and Wolverine and all them? Yeah. I thought so. Well, Wolverine was later. Wolverine, mm-hmm. if Wolverine's first appearance was in a Hulk comic book. I could have sworn I read it. The I could have sworn he was in there, but anyway, doesn't matter. I'm not going to fight you over it. You're the comic book guy, not me. Yeah, well, I'm actually <laughs> double checking just to make sure. Let's see. Uh, yes, Giant Size X Men number one, his first appearance. Yeah, but anyway, uh, y'all got anything else before we cut out? Oh, I got to mention what we're doing next week because I didn't yeah. mention it on either thing. No, uh, I'm slipping as a podcaster. Just this, this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I've ba- I've said all we've gone yeah. on long enough about this. Or I mean, we could unpack it more if we wanted to. But there's you know, we've hit all the high notes on this thing. So next week, movie wise, we are actually doing a plus review because we are having two guests on from a show yes. we were pre- recently on. Yes, being uh, the Rushmore show, mm-hmm. and we are bringing them on to review Warriors of Virtue, or as from what oh, I saw from the trailer, no. Mighty Morphin Ranger Ruse. <laughs> oh no! So oh, no. yeah, we're good. That's going to be fun. So yeah, oh, Kirk no. and uh, Andrew, Andy from uh, the Rushmore show, will be mm-hmm. joining us for that. And they're also oh, going to be no. joining us for uh, season four, episodes 15 and 16 of X-Men, The Lotus and the Steel, and Weapon X Lies in Videotape. <laughs> those X-Men. Wow. Episodes. Yeah. So join us then. Uh, y'all got e- anything before we cut out of this episode? Uh, this was a great start to Bad Movie Month yes just saying we appreciate and we do appreciate you coming on yeah thanks nate uh thank you Uh, before i play the outro where can we find you i could go on for a long time with this because i do too many things obviously i am the host and curator of the monster island phone fault podcast seeking entertainment and enlightenment through tokusatsu if you want to hear me go on about other tokusatsu and especially kaiju shenanigans (laughs) as of this recording season three which is been way overdue most of it's already been recorded and you know it's finally being released that is americaiju about american kaiju films and we will be moving into the monster island world tour which will be about kaiju films from elsewhere besides america and japan i am also the host of henshin men a podcast about the appreciation of japanese superheroes and their high-flying eye-kicking adventures it's been mostly focused on common writer but we've branched out and done a few other things here and there related to transforming superheroes from japan and drew i promise you it's coming out <laughs> i, have I been know harping y'all are on michael. being very patient i have been harping on michael and you're not the only one who's been asking where's the car ranger episode I the other po- yeah yeah the other po- patient. i know y'all are busy I, I well, it's mostly Michael at this point, but I we I am also the co-host of the Power Tripper Journey through the Power Rangers franchise, where we have been doing deep dives, and I do mean deep dives into all things Power Rangers, as we have been waiting for 30th anniversary material to come out for Power Rangers. We have been checking out Super Sentai and Power Ranger comic books. Drew was on an episode that is almost finished. 
I have been told by my co-host Michael Hamilton. You were on for Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger, yes. which famously or infamously became Power Rangers Turbo. Which I watched all of Turbo before watching Car Ranger to make sure I could answer the question truthfully, which one was better? Which one was better? And you were my temporary co-host on Henshin Men for yes. a little while. And yeah, I, I am you've... looking forward to that episode of, uh, of Power Trip so everyone can hear my feelings about butt-naked Dapu. <laughs> Uh, it's a thing it's a thing and as i've already I mentioned, did mention that on this show yes yeah yep and as i mentioned a bit earlier i am one of the cast members for scyther inc productions for their fan produced audio dramas i've most famously have been rito revolto or in this case rito bandora <laughs> on power rangers the audio drama and i was recently cast of all people as deadpool on x-men the audio drama and i have been told deadpool will be coming back at some point i was just a post-credit gag at at this point so yeah, well, they got to do the circle chase at some point. Of course. Yeah, they yeah they do they do. And uh, otherwise, I am also a an author. And if you want to check out my writings, I have a bunch of books out there right now. About uh, I think ten or twelve at this point to my name. Check out nathanjsmartinchen.com. That's my author website. And also be sure to check out Kaiju Ramen Magazine. I am the editor for them and I'm one of their staff writers. Issue 10 is out right now. I think or is very close to coming out. And it's got the best cover we've ever done. A it'll be it's a holographic version of Rainbow Ghidorah, which was the original concept for him. But he wasn't gold initially in the planning stages. He would have had a much wilder color scheme. And uh, that is going to be our cover for this. And the theme of that issue will be Godzilla's greatest enemies. And as you would expect, I wrote about King Ghidorah and his origins and his symbology, because mm. it's actually very interesting. It, you, you've, I found out the obvious things that people would expect, you know, the Hydra, yeah. the, the Orochi. But then I found out there's actually a Soviet dragon that inspired Ghidorah as well. Hmm. A different kind of communist. A more respect, a more respectable communist than the ones in North Korea. One that didn't claim the Titanic less, <laughs> yeah. sank, but with no one dying. Yes, True. quite. Yeah. So I think I've hit most of the important things. You can find links to all the socials uh, you know, for the podcasts and you know, and me as an author and everything on all of those websites, monsterislandfoamvault.com. Or the podcast. You guys have been on several episodes of the Film Vault, and there's more coming. So Indeed. I'm looking forward to that. Basically, anytime I have to do anything animated or you guys sponsor something because you're patrons, which definitely check out MIFV Max on Patreon. I have some amazing patrons, and I'd love to count you among them. So, you know, for those of you who are listening, so you get some really great perks starting at just $3 a month. And one of them is you can actually sponsor episodes, which you guys have done a couple of times. We've done Mighty Morphin the movie, and the you've already sponsored the Zillow Beast episodes mm -hmm. for the for and Clone already, Wars. And I think I've already got a third one on that list too. <laughs> yes, the uh, which I will announce at a later date. I'm, I'm yeah. not quite ready for that one yet. But yeah, basically, anytime I do anything animated and kaiju, I have to bring you guys on, which is why very soon we will be doing yet another crossover. For what I hope, at least so far anyway, will be a superior <laughs> kaiju anime because it's a real anime. 
Gamera well, Rebirth. <laughs> Gamera is really neat. He is filled with turtle meat. And he's better than Annie. Yeah. <laughs> and you could claim he's already been on this show because of Frankenweenie. <laughs> oh, hashtag, right. th- hashtag throw the whale. Yes, <laughs> throw the whale. <laughs> One of the only good parts of that entire show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I... I'm done monopolizing your time. All right. Uh, we'll just see, see y'all next time. But uh, in the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. No, oh, oh, and this is Nathan. And Jimmy. <laughs> and we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. I try. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's photo bin to see his photography. I got some new stuff coming his up His letterbox page, at GGeorge759. I'll update that eventually. His Twitter at GGeorge759. And made Instagram at Drew Dodgen. What? You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts. Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. moonbeams who thinks this crap up who created sailor moon again i don't remember her name if it's fighting by moonlight again we're good we got some problems